a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. your continued support of our sponsors we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads click that amazon banner on pole mx to help us out and donate via patreon if it suits you and as always enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us Original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with Chris Betts. On his way to being a Major League Baseball player and a big fan of motocross and a big fan of AC9 as well. So looking forward to this one. It's, uh, it's a good time. It's a lot of fun. He's, he's a really entertaining guy. And uh, I really learned a lot about baseball. And uh, I taught him a few things about moto. So thanks for listening, people. Appreciate it. Fly Racing has doubled down on its effort to produce the best performance in motocross and off-road products for 2020. The Formula Helmet redefined expectations in protection, ventilation, and weight. The new 2020 Vector Graphic is arriving and can be seen on Fly Racing athletes worldwide. From the Rion-equipped Formula to the redesigned Evo to the new FR5 Boots, Fly Racing has head-to-toe option. For any riding need, visit flyracing.com to see the entire lineup. Thanks to those guys for making it happen. Thank you, Alpine Stars as well. Tech 7 boot, uh, boot of choice for myself. Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. Uh, you've seen them on the feet of many, many racers out there, including uh, Jason Anderson, the Motocross to Nations, and many other riders. So thanks, Alpine Stars, for coming on board. Also, thank you, Maxis. Maxis Tires, uh, MXST tire developed by Jeremy McGrath is out. AJ Catanzaro used them in Supercross and uh, and absolutely did a great job with it. And if you look at their mountain bike tires, they are bar none the best out there. Thanks to Maxis as well for making things happen. Maxis.com. And uh, we'll have a discount code for you people soon for Maxis, I hope. Anyways, uh, so thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Here's a podcast with Chris Betts about baseball, moto, and more. And now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, crossover podcast edition, uh, we are talking with aspiring Major League baseball player and hopefully real soon we'll see him in the majors at some point uh property of the tampa bay rays chris betts what's up chris how are you man just hanging out man just got done with a golf lesson and a uh, a nice little bike ride just doing the usual same old same old nice nice thanks for doing this appreciate it now i have a lot of questions about baseball and you have a lot of questions about moto so this this should be good this should be really good oh yeah um first off uh adam seen cirillo our, our buddy uh 250 motocross champion, and after Vegas, Chris, uh, I, I I never would have bet on AC winning. He'd only had one national win to his credit, and, and he just dominated the national series for the most part. So uh, we're both pretty stoked on that kid uh, coming through. Oh, yeah, that's that's huge, especially I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, he shocked everyone. So good for AC, and thank God I uh, – Thank God I got a happy guy to talk on the phone with most of the summer. <laughs> yeah, really, right? After Vegas, it was rough. It wasn't yeah, looking good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what to do. No, I, I, I froze. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Have you ever had something like that happen in your career? Um, no, yeah, no. no, not even close. I'm not even going to try and try and compare it. All I know is that 
I was sitting in the Red Roof Inn in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, uh-huh. just finished a game, ran off the bus to go watch the end of the race, and I just I never thought I'd be, you know, tearing up in a Red Roof Inn in Ohio, but there I was. <laughs> yeah, really, right? There I was. Oh man. Um yeah, it was rough. So ninety two or nine. Obviously we he went with nine, but how'd you feel about that? I'm I'm in with nine. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm in with it. Nah, also because I think that that championship has eluded him for so long now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it means a little bit more than it would have if he would have wrapped that first one up and rattled a couple off. But um, he just moved up into the big class and did it off of championship win. I respect it. But yep. now I now I got to burn all my AC92 gear or yeah. take black Sharpie to the two. <laughs> there so, you go. And I paid full price for it all. There you go. Oh, by the way, you're you're one of the better follows on social media for for Moto fans. Uh, real interesting, real funny. Um, you're, you you know you shine the light on some teammates that are doing some dumb stuff and funny oh, yeah. stuff. Like it's good. Your 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 social game is strong. Hopefully, we get into uh, to some stories where I can keep some of those knuckleheads anonymous. But yeah, there's plenty that goes on out there. <laughs> yeah, really. Right. You guys aren't the only one with a fun and interesting sport. No, no, no doubt. So, um, how'd you get into moto? Um, I was hell six years old, mm-hmm. uh, probably, probably the body of a nine year old. So the, the PW and the CRF 50 weren't an option. Um, got thrown on the junior SX 50, the KTM and first time out in the desert, you know, the normal cartwheel off the bike, yeah. panic to try and try and take off the helmet that's strapped around your neck and was hooked ever since. <laughs> nice. And then, uh, the story my pops tells of why he sold them was we were out, uh, out in El Mirage and most of the roads out there, there's a, there's one kind of long road that you enter on. And one side is just a flat wash and the other side's a bunch of big sand rollers. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it would be the most genius idea in the world to kick the old 85 in the fifth year and sit off the back fender and just kind of had a really big yard sale in the middle of nowhere. And by the grace of God, got up and got in the truck, and my dad told us told me he was selling them. So that was really? it. That's how it ended. Damn. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but from then on, just you know, every Anaheim race every year, and yep, that's it, man. Just yep. a stereotypical Southern California fan. Yeah, born and raised SoCal, right? Yep. Yeah. So, um, and baseball was uh, also around that time, I'm guessing. And baseball was your first love, your second love. Yeah, baseball was definitely the first love. I caught the tail end of uh of my dad's career. Um, and cut through college and independent ball. And then, you know, having him around when I started, I just was kind of hooked. I was, for some reason, I wanted to be a catcher in T-ball. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, nobody wants to be happens. a catcher. Nobody wants to be a catcher. Nothing fucking happens. I just wanted to wear the gear. <laughs> I wanted to sit back there, look sick as hell, and uh, well. and just, just be the guy. <laughs> and for no apparent reason. I mean, absolutely none. But it worked out. I. I want to be a goalie. I played goalie, so I think I just wanted to wear the gear too. I think that was my move yeah, for, for hockey. The gear was the gear was so sick, and I had the custom painted helmet, fucking eyes in the back of the yeah. head, flame on them. Oh man, it was whole nine yards. It was pretty badass, dude. We talk a lot about the amateur uh, motocross scene and making it, and how so few guys make it, and and this. You know, you listen to the Pulp Show, so you hear me ranting and raving and all that, but. Good God, to make it, you're, you drafted in the second round by, by the Tampa yep. Bay Rays. You you were graded as a first-rounder. To be graded as a first-round baseball player, I, I think that's probably gnarlier. Because, I mean, look, you haven't made the show yet, but you're on your you're on the path. You're, you're looking good. But just to be drafted in the first round uh, or even in the second round is 
so hard, so amazing. I mean, what you must be. Were you a prodigy? Were you a guy who grinded it out? Like, how did that work? How did you get to be so go- damn good at baseball? The the kind of the way that I explain it is like most of the kids through high school had to work their ass off. I was just the big fat kid in little league. <laughs> in little league, I was the big fat kid that hit the ball a hundred feet over the fence simply because he was so much bigger than everyone okay. else. Yeah, and then just I just kind of like never lost that like it just i got older and just kept fucking hitting the ball far yeah, like yeah. i never like i never really struggled or anything like just super normal like i was always big and then like when other kids got bigger than me i stay i stayed good and sharp and then mm-hmm. um my senior year of high school i just fucking ran my ucl through a cheese grater and and blew that thing up uh-huh. um so the, the injury helped me a little hurt me a little bit going into the draft but uh yep. but yeah man i was just kind of like this this standard like just never really never really struggled in baseball and sounds selfish to say but i was no, really yeah, lucky yeah. for that yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely kind of seeing uh seeing the negatives of not struggling now that i'm in pro ball right. and i strike out five times in a night and i got the guy in the on deck circle telling me that i fucking suck and <laughs> You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be delivering his pizzas at Domino's in a year. Yeah. And, and I've never heard that before, but some of these other kids, man, like they drove home with their dads telling them they're the worst thing in the world. So they had to go through that. I just never had it. You never had. Wow. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. So, you know, you were almost, um, um, AC like in the amateurs, you know, like just kind of this kid that could always perform, always come through. And then, you know, maybe you maybe, you know, hit the pros and struggle a little bit for the first time ever. Right. Yeah. 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 Not. Definitely not his prodigy level in the amateurs, but the injuries as soon yeah. as I got there. Yeah. Like how he says, like, you know, healthy, healthy forever. And then it just kind of all snowballs. Yeah. Pretty, pretty similar. And I think that's why we hit it off so well at first. UCL, Tommy John, for people who, who don't want, who don't know, um, that that's a, a odd one for a catcher or no? Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's more of a pitcher's injury, right. but it's more, it's becoming more and more common. Um, and I couldn't tell you why, but mm-hmm. pretty much the, the way it's been described to me by Dr. Andrews in Florida is uh, if the UCL in itself is an anomaly, it shouldn't be able to really withstand anything over about 60 miles an hour. So the fact that you got guys thrown out there at yeah. 100, yeah. Um, it's no one can really figure it out. No one knows why, right, no one right. knows how. We there, just was, kind of, there was a book about this last year. A guy wrote a book about a UCL injuries, and it was insane. There was There's literally nothing you can picture – uh, Nolan Ryan never needed uh, Tommy John, you know, like right. it, it, it just, yeah, no idea. No, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. But the even crazier part is like the surgery. Now it's, I don't want to say it's as simple as breaking an arm, but right. You know, you get the surgery, you're out, your 12 to 16, to 18 months. And most likely you're going to come back pretty, pretty okay. You're going to come mm-hmm. back fine eventually. Right. Um, which is the gnarly part. Cause it's such a crazy, like they take, you know, they take a tendon out of your hamstring or your wrist and they put it in your elbow. And the reason, part of the reason the rehab takes so long is because that tendon has to kind of break itself down to the elasticity of a ligament. Okay. So it's this super gnarly, grueling rehab and everyone just kind of comes back fine because we've done it for so long now, sadly, but that's how it is. That took you out for like a year then, I guess, huh? Yeah. So yep. I missed, uh, I blew it out April 15th uh-huh. and then probably august one the next year mm-hmm. um was back on the field so about a year and a half yep um you went to long beach that's mm-hmm. a legendary baseball school uh evan longorier 
Longoria, Tulo, Tulo Lewitsky went there. Um, I know I'm missing another guy. They were on the same team. Um, crazy. Well, I went. I didn't go to Long Beach State. Oh, okay. Long Beach Wilson. Oh, but okay. In, in your defense, literally right across the street from one another. All right. Okay. Um, my bad. But but, yeah. but Long Beach Long Beach baseball man, like those. Yeah, those names. I mean, Aaron Hicks with the Yankees yeah. went to my high school. Um, Bobby Gritch played for the Angels in the '70s, and you know, mm-hmm. potential Hall of Famer at one point. And it's just you know, you have all these really good guys coming out of Southern California. Um, it was a hotbed for yeah. a real long time. So lots of names to kind of put yourself in there with and yeah. hopefully live up to them. Do you, when do you start getting scouted in baseball? When do, when does somebody pull you aside and say, Hey Chris, man, like keep this up. Like how, how young are we? Yeah. Like I, so I committed to, to attend the college, which I ended up not. <laughs> um, yeah. My going into winter break. So Christmas break of my sophomore year of high school. And at that time, Everyone was like, "Holy shit, that's early!" Like, okay. my god, this kid's not even sixteen yet. <laughs> hey, you were you were like the amateur motocross kids signing these pro deals yeah, at twelve, right? Right. But it, and and now it's getting more towards that where it's like, I'm my neighbor's my neighbor's seven years old and is doing weight training. Jeez, like, wow. I mean, I was just the happiest ball of blubber at seven and hitting <laughs> hitting the ball ten times further than he is. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but I mean, kids are getting, kids are getting talked to by at colleges at like 13 now. Are they really? Big schools. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and if some of these smaller schools want to keep up with them, they have to talk to the kids even younger than the big schools. Cause it, UCLA comes up to you at 14 fucking yeah. you know, Nevada, Nevada state isn't going to get you. No, no. Yeah. You're so, in. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really, it's just, it's aggressive. It's out of control. Right. Um, I don't know, man. NCAA is pretty wild with that stuff. They let it all go. Where'd you... So you didn't go to college. Was that just because you wanted to get started with pro? Did you what, – what, what was the – like I, I read a lot about this in, in, in when guys get drafted and some guys – why do people go to college? Is it almost like a backup plan? They're not quite sure of themselves? Or some prodigies just want to jump into pro ball right away? How, what's the decision there? Yeah, so the way that, the way that, I, the way that it's explained kind of is, is if the money is life-changing out of high school – you know, you don't want to risk going to college and, and having three years of injuries. And right. then all of a sudden you're not a second rounder anymore. You're a 12th rounder and you're getting a hundred grand instead of millions. Okay. So, um, that's, so there's that. That's really, that's really the basis of it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a money thing. Like, you yeah. know, if I, if I would have gone to college and passed up what I got, which I mean, baseball and like motocross, it's all public record. Like you well, could fucking uh, I, I have it written down here. If you want to know, it's 1.485 million signing bonus. There you go, Florida State tax, baby. Let's go. Um, so that's what you got to sign, yeah. Yeah. Second round. I still got some of it left. We're good. Well, we're, that was one of my. Happy. I was getting to that question soon. Yeah, how much of it went to cocaine and hookers and stuff, and how much? Fuck, man. I mean, we have a we have a pretty legit drug testing system, <laughs> unlike you guys. <laughs> yeah. So not a whole lot to the cocaine and right, hookers, surprisingly right, right, right. enough. Um, um, but so, yeah, but yeah, so basically you, that they're like, Hey, you slot in the, and I, from what I was reading about you, you slotted into the first round is what people were saying. Yeah. So yeah, the injury really killed me. So they were like, Hey, you're going to be first round. You were drafted second. That money's life changing. Go pro. Boom. Exactly. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But one thing about like, so one thing about moto and baseball, like, okay, so you, you incredibly great baseball player to beat the odds and get drafted in the second round. You're an incredibly great motocross racer like Austin Forkner or AC to get, you know, right into pro circuit, whatever it is. Um, the difference being is, you know, Austin Forkner at 19 is or 18, whenever he turned pro, was winning races and probably taking home, mm, yeah, 500 to 700 thousand a year 
to start, mm-hmm. and then slowly more than that. This one point four eight five million that you got, of course, taxes and everything else. Of course, it happens. Um, you're at the mercy of 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 now Pro Ball, which is, geez, five to six years before. Oh yeah, is that what we're talking? Basically, before you start oh, yeah. making any sort of money, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like you like this. The final paycheck, I think my stub for the year was uh, $6,900. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, like you said, like, so I could I signed for that. And then you have a guy who signed for a plane ticket. Mm-hmm. And you walk in those doors in Florida to the complex, and you're the same fucking guy. Like, yeah, it's on. it doesn't There's matter. No, right. No, it's if, obviously, the guy who got paid more is going to get more opportunities to fail. But if the guy who's not getting paid anything is putting up better numbers than you, you got a fucking target on your back from the organization, yep. from the guy behind you, from everybody you know, in the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's, it, it, it only, the only real, the only thing it changes is like how you live when you go home at night. Like, right. It, it's crazy, right? Like it, it, it's, and, and even as you make the show, I mean, you make the show, there's arbitration and everything else, but for the first four or five years of your pro career, unless you're absolutely tearing, tearing the, the cover off the ball or whatever, you are making 850,000. Uh, you know, if you, yeah, if you, if you walk in, it's like, I think you start at five fifty or five sixty something Yep. and it goes up marginally from there Yep. to about like what you said, 800 and then arbitration, who the fuck knows arbitration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're a below a league average player, you might yeah. sign a deal for league minimum. Who knows? Like you might sign a deal for a million dollars. Like, yep. It's yeah. uh, there's so, no guarantee. Unlike so Moto, you know, you come into Moto, um, you know, as a prodigy, you you make half a million dollars for a couple of years. Let's say you jump to four fifties in year four. You now you're up to a million a year, and and you're going on from there. If you're any sort of you know a factory rider level, you know, top seven and up, let's say. Um, at baseball, they got you for twelve years, ten years before yeah. you're really making money. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's a it's a grind yeah. to get to the money. Um, if you're lucky enough to get there, you're fine. But the uh, the biggest thing is the pay. Once you get into the game, like you're talking about, like I mean, before you even get there, that you can't you can't live off that money. So most no. of the guys who most of the guys who don't sign for the signing bonus, I was lucky enough to sign for, or, or other guys who sign for more or less than I do. You just it, it's almost like an extension of college for them. You know, like yep, yep. In college, they get these like some colleges get meal stipends when they're on the road, um, so they still they still need help from their parents. Like yeah, the apartments still cost something. I read and, four, four, five or six guys room together a lot of times, right? Like oh it's just, yeah, it's, man, it's, it's like yeah. Our team, the Rays, take really good care of us. Shout out Tampa Bay, love mm-hmm. my employer. Um, but you know, other organizations aren't so lucky. I mean, you're fucking blue Jays, bro. Every time we go to go to their affiliate uh-huh. and we go out, we go out with them. That's a big thing. Baseball. Like we all hang out, we yep. all kick it. Right. We go out with the Lansing guys. Who's the team in the league I was in this year. We go out with the blue Jays guys. They're getting paid a thousand dollars every two weeks because their organization stepped up and said, yeah. we're going to pay you guys. Yeah. more. I was, there was a big article written this year about the, since Chaparro got into it, into the, into the presidency, He's really revamped their whole minor league system because they want the guys, they want the athletes to eat well, live well. They, you know, they're they're investing in these people as human beings, right? So exactly, they want them to, you know, enjoy some comforts of, you know, having a normal life because, you know, apparently a lot of you guys, and again, you're, you know, you're you're Daddy Warbucks, so it doesn't apply to you, but no, <laughs> but apparently, you know, it, it's it's McDonald's, it's it's. 
it's you know it's whatever you can get because you have no money you know it's, the, so. it's not it's not even a it's not even a double angus quarter pounder it's <laughs> it's the fucking value meal it's right a cheeseburger right and oh i have a coupon for fries because our pitcher struck out 10 guys last night like <laughs> if this is the yeah. other thing people don't realize when you go to a minor league game like we had the uh the frosty freeze batter of the night and if that guy struck out the whole stadium gets a coupon for a wendy's frosty <laughs> you better believe that <laughs> both clubhouses line up at the entrance to the clubhouse from the stadium home team and road team yeah if that kid struck out and we wait for the home gm to come down with our massive allotment <laughs> of wendy's Jeez. freeze Frosty. tickets yeah and 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 you you go to wendy's that night and you'll see you'll see the whole if you want to if you want to meet the minor leaguers yeah yeah go to wherever the go to wherever the giveaway is after the game <laughs> And Unbelievable! Just, just, yeah, just buy him a fucking burger. Right, I, I know. Mean, I, I know they they're wearing a collared shirt and they look decent. Yeah, but no, but come on, guys. And the, the 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 for Manford to get up a little while ago and talk about the minor league baseball guys and how they don't deserve more money, they don't work, you know, because it's a bunch of stuff going on right now about minor leaguers trying to, you know, talking about the work week they put in and the hours they deserve and. Yep. And uh, and for Major League Baseball to just throw his hands up and be like, ah, you know, sorry. <laughs> Not You're, our problem. Yeah, it's it's brutal, brutal for sure. I mean, but you got if you got if you got a team in a good minor league town, right? Um, and you're putting asses in the seats, you can do okay. You, they're they're yeah. they're paying us what they're paying us, yeah. and the guy who cleans the fucking stadium for three hours after the game gets paid more than we do. Yeah, yeah. And you're there for a long time, man. So like you you just finished single A ball, right? Yep. Double A, triple A. I mean, is that? I mean, yeah. You know, that, we'll that's the plan, out, right? Yep. Hopefully, we end the year in double A next year. That's the goal, and then right. hopefully, we're in the big leagues in years to come. Yeah, a lot of guys going double A to majors now, more so than say ten years ago, right? Yeah, it happens for yep. sure. Yep. So double A is really where you start looking at guys and being like, hey, we can. This guy can fit in our team or whatever. Uh, condolences to your Rays losing the uh, to the Strohs last night. By the way, so. God, they put up a hell of fight. They did. It's, uh, them in Oakland. Just you just got it. It's amazing. There's some badass dudes on that team, man. Yeah. Um, all right. So back to Moto a little bit. Uh, so you go to Anaheim's as much as your schedule can allow. You go to San Diego's yep. all growing up, that kind of stuff. You, 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 but no riding, like no riding since you were a kid. Yeah, probably. Uh, fuck, maybe like eleven. Yep. Eleven. I sold the eighty-five. That okay. Once again, was way too big for. <laughs> um, just. The round mound of rebound on that thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, no sag, just pulling it right out of, right out. I mean, scraping fender on the rear tire, yeah, like just pulling it right out of the truck and just going. Oh. Um, we, uh, you better believe though, I'm on the porch every time a neighbor goes wheeling by, just reminiscing, just missing it. <laughs> we got to get you out with Adam and, and get you geared up again. You got to, oh yeah. Can you Adam, do that or Adam, no? Is your contract a no, little? No, you're you fine. Know, contract says it, but like you know, I can. I can be whoever I want to be type thing. So, yeah, yeah. But Adam gets on me because I got a bike in the garage. It's got a kickstand and he fucking hates on me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, dude, like what if I, yeah. what if, what if you eat shit and I go to pull you out from under the bike and yeah. I want to lay my bike down and just pop the kickstand. Yeah. Pop out, kickstand. Yeah. Boom. Suck it, Adam. And what does he know? Yeah. Um, Stop making your, your mechanic hold your bike on the podium. Just get yeah. a kickstand. Yeah. Maybe, maybe rev your bike some more after you win the championship, Adam. Oh, maybe I got that, that written down. I got that written down too. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Good to know. Um, oh yeah. So what are you finding for yourself? Okay. So you were uh, a big fat kid who could, who could nail the ball over the fence, but now as a pro and you're catching like, 
for, for people who don't know, like you have a different deal. Like you obviously you want to hit and you want to hit well and all that, but a big part is managing the pitch, calling the game, uh, yep. putting the right signs down at the right time, managing the pitchers and all of that. And that is for a catcher in 2019. That is as much as important, almost as offense. Um, you know, if you can, there's a thing called uh, wins above replacement uh, for advanced stats for people, and if you can just be okay as a catcher. But handle your pitching staff. The the club likes that. That's what these clubs want for. So for you, Chris, you're you're, you're you got two things to learn. What's what's been harder for you? Uh, I think learning how to handle the pitching staff has been has been tough. I've got it really good hang of it now. Mm-hmm. But the hard part about it is like you got to be a people person because there's a good chance that of the twelve or thirteen pitchers that are on your team one or two of them is going to be fucking dickheads. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know who on the, like maybe, maybe the guy that you steer away from on the team from just a conversation you yep. don't want to be trapped into right? in, in moto. Like, let's say you don't want to talk to the truck driver. Yeah. Well, yeah. you don't have a fucking choice. You got to talk to that truck driver. Like, yeah. You got to, you got to break it down. Like, Hey man, like I thought on the way over, you did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. And there's a good chance he's going to jump your shit. So with the pitchers, it's like, <laughs> right. honestly, I mean, it's a it's a flip of a coin, man. Yeah. Some of them are weird as yeah. hell. Yeah, no, um, I, I can but, imagine. I mean, you're you're going out there to be like, hey, man, your slider's not working tonight. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ditch that, and they just lose their mind on you. <laughs> oh yeah, bro, you gotta like. I mean, there's there's some guys, there's some guys. The ones that I love are the ones who need you to get in their ass. Like they oh, yeah. need, like yeah. they they respond well to you being like, hey, you fucking suck right now, bro. Right, like, what's right. going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one yeah. the ones that are harder for me are the ones where it's like, hey, what? How do you feel, man? <laughs> Am I doing everything right back there for you? Like. <laughs> And you just walk, you walk back yeah. to home plate, just mumbling like you're such a what, pussy. Like, when, what are you doing? When you're, are you catching them before the game in the bullpen? Yeah. Like, yeah so I, so I go. Can you tell who's on? Can, are you in the bullpen? Are you like, oh god, we're in trouble tonight? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And then, then there's sometimes the ones that are the worst is like when you're warming someone up and it's like, damn, the guy's got the A stuff today. Yep. And you, and you get out there, and within the first five pitches he throws, it's like, wait a second. Oh, what, really, huh? Yeah, yeah. What happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. Wh- so it, it goes both ways, though, but there's definitely nights in the bullpen where I'm warming up, and I'm just kind of like, oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah. at the major league level, there's you know there's there's meetings with the with the pitchers and catchers, and you're video scouting, and you're, you know, the, hey, t- looking at tendencies and looking at, ways to call the game and all are you doing that in the minor leagues too before a game or no yeah so the way the way we did it just to like not give everything away is uh we would get a scouting report on what the organization of the team felt were like the biggest threats on their offense okay. um and it would be sent to it via dropbox to me in a spreadsheet form okay uh with heat maps and sequences and then kind of like at the very end a breakdown of their view of the hitter and um, you just kind of look at it and you try to not get overly into it. Cause you don't want paralysis analysis, whatever right. they call yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause you could, you could roll out there and it could say, Hey, this guy really struggles with the breaking ball away. Mm-hmm. And for all we know, he could have worked on the breaking ball during batting practice that day and he could hit it 500 <laughs> feet the first time we throw it to him. Yep. Um, so then you have to make an adjustment. You can't just say like, oh, well, the scouting report said, so I'm going to wear it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, we have those meetings. Yep. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty intense. And, uh, and it's just, it just kind of gives, gives you more confidence 
behind the plate and on the mound knowing that uh that you're kind of prepared for what's coming right. so um yeah so we got and then after all this you you need to work on your hitting at some point oh yeah man <laughs> and it's hot and some <laughs> of the batting cages don't have air conditioning and we're there for so long i can't yeah. take my fucking adderall that early like it's just it feels like hurting hurting cats sometimes yeah. to get myself to to, to do it to figure everything out to. right yeah, yeah because i mean obviously you could make the majors as a defensive catcher there's, there's a lot of those around and, and people like that but i mean you to really stick you gotta you gotta hit right so right um, yeah you gotta hit and i mean i don't care how good i am defensively i just i'm not wired to walk back to the dugout and just suck like right. i can't yeah yeah i, I I can't just not hit, yep. but I mean, at the end of the day, there is opportunity to do that. You just want to be able to do as much of the game as well as possible. Um, who do you like to watch play catching? Who do you like to watch? I right now I'm pretty big into JT Real Muto with mm-hmm. the uh, well, he was Phillies. On, he was on the Marlins, but where's he now? Yeah, Phillies. Yeah, okay. he's at, he's with the Phillies. Yep. God bless him. <laughs> um, and and pretty much everyone else, I just – when I watch games or I watch – when I'm watching a game to break it down, I try and just kind of like nitpick and find stuff that I really like and find stuff I don't and yeah. try and take it to my own game. So, you know, when I go and I watch video of myself and other guys, I, I try and find stuff I'm not doing well. They do well and just incorporate it all. But, yeah, Real Muto is really good on both sides of the ball. He's, he's fun to watch. Bro, have you ever been clipped in the head with a back, backswing? Of course. Hell, yeah, I have. Oh, my God, oh. that must hurt. God, that must hurt. I, got, I I probably sent I probably sent Adam four videos this summer at least of me getting just absolutely crushed. <laughs> oh, man, ah, and you don't even like you don't even know it's coming, right? So you just like just like bam. Oh yeah. yeah, and and I got this weird thing with my jaw now, and I don't know when it happened or why it started, but every time I get hit in the face with any sort of like square like good shot with velocity yeah my fuck it my jaw comes out of place oh, and i gotta i gotta walk over to the dugout and the trainer's gotta meet me halfway and i'm just sitting there holding my mouth open like i'm waiting for a mother bird to drop food <laughs> in my mouth and he's gotta crack it back into place and it's just the most embarrassing oh, ridiculous thing um but oh. yeah man that's the worst part how much do the rays uh uh, update you, scout you, keep you. I mean, obviously, like, but do, are they passing down tips all the time? Or how much is like at, at your level? They're they're busy, right? But um, they want you to improve. They want to see you in the majors. Uh, you know, they've got investment in you. So, how much of it? How much direct communication do you have with them, or is it just like, hey, you deal with the, with the single A staff? Definitely, definitely more communication than you'd think. It's like it's pretty open line. Um, so, for the people who probably don't know, we have our coaches on our team. Mm-hmm. And then we have coordinators and the okay. coordinators are, they're specific. So there's an infield coordinator, there's an outfield coordinator, a base running guy, right. a couple, couple hitting coordinators. So um, if a hitting coordinator and I were working on something when he was in town, I'm going to work it out with my hitting coach on my team. And then I, I have that open line with the hitting coordinator to call him and, and Hey, oh, this okay. isn't working. Yep. And then for the off season side of it, I have a direct line also with those guys like, Hey, I really want to work on this. Okay. Send over some video. Let's break it down. Oh, okay. Let's uh, anal- analyze it. So it's actually pretty involved. And those guys float between all the levels. Yep. So yep. their, their schedule is all on the road. They're flying city oh. to city, seeing all the minor league teams. Now some of those guys are ex major leaguers, right? Do you have any? Yeah. Our, uh, 
our hitting coordinator um, played in the big leagues in the 80s. Um, Who was it? Our, Who was it? Uh, his name is Steve Henderson. Okay, I don't know. H- Hindu. You might know our big league hitting coach, Chad Matola. Yeah. Um, had, had a cup of tea with the Blue Jays. Yeah. First rounder. Yeah. Um, big guy. Big guy, I think, right? Oh, Real big huge. guy. Right. Yeah, huge, huge guy. Right. Yep. Um, awesome dude. Great guy. Got the big league hitting coach job. Cool dude. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all the notable. Um, the, Jays, the Jays manager this year, longtime race uh, minor league guy, Charlie Montoya. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really good. I don't think anyone's ever said a bad thing about that guy. Yeah, really, right? Um so okay, so yeah, so so Tampa like it's not uh you know, it's it's direct involvement with you to try to help you get better, whatever you need to do, some advice, all that kind of stuff, right? Because Yep. I mean, there's a the balance between the the minor league guy, the manager, he wants to win ball games so he looks great and he gets promoted and everything else. And a general manager wants to make the right moves so that he looks good. You want to get to the majors, I get it. But like everyone's got, there's a different agendas, right? Or, oh, yeah. or, or like you said, there's guys in that ball club, in that in your in your in your dressing room. Um, dressing room is a hockey term, actually. Locker room. <clears throat> uh, there's guys in that locker room that that you know they don't they want you to fail, like whatever. I don't I don't care about this kid, right? So, yep. Like the minors are a different deal. It's doggy dog is what I'm getting at. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, they like, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like, there's consciously. I mean, everyone like you can't. You can't say you don't like you're never going to be verbal about it or show it, but like you want to be promoted, you want to be course. moved up. But I yeah. guess the only the only counter to that is that you can only move up if there's a spot. So if that guy in front of you is tearing it up and you're also doing your job, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that you guys are both going to be on the move. And then you're going to get to a certain level where, let's say that guy in front of you is in the big leagues and he's tearing it up and you're tearing it up and there's just no room for you. Well, there's room for you on another team. Yeah, so you got to right. keep doing your thing. So. So rooting for the other guy in front of you is actually yep. a thing too, because if he's doing good, then there's a really good chance someone's going to get shipped off. They're going to find room for you, and like you said, you're going to play if you can hit. So yep. um, they can always throw you at first base. <laughs> they, can always, they always just do that, right? Play, yeah. The place where catchers go, first base. Yeah, to die. <laughs> right, right. Um, are you happy with your year you had and your progress? Is everybody happy? I mean, I know, like you said, you, you know, it wasn't wasn't perfect, but is everything all, all right? Yeah, no, it was, yep. it, I did a lot of things really good, mm-hmm. um, selfishly or, or like I just out of expectations I have for myself. Um, I feel like I left some things on the table that could have taken the year from really good to kind of just next level out of this world. But that's, that's mm-hmm. everyone just trying to be a perfectionist. So sure. I got my things I'm trying to work on this year. Um, and hopefully not lose the things I did really good this year and keep doing it. But yeah, I had a, had a really good year. What about winter ball? A lot of guys go winter ball. Yeah, I played winter ball last year and almost died. So <laughs> I've heard it's a, it's really rough down there. It's really well. I and the you know what the worst part is is I went and played winter ball in Australia and almost died. Oh really? Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So that was super sick. But I was out there in Australia and like, you know, it's the middle of summer out there. Yeah. And apparently Perth has like some hole in the ozone layer that they don't really advertise a whole lot, but. Um, <laughs> It was like 105 degrees, and like I went home feeling like shit, and the next day just kind of like couldn't really do anything. And then fast forward about four days later, and had kind of a full on heat stroke and contracted E. coli all in the same oh, two days. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it was, it was pretty solid. It was it was a pretty low point yeah. in the year. But I, uh, oh man, um, Chris Bet on the uh, on the fly rate. Chris Bet, sorry, on the fly racing racer X podcast show presented by uh, Maxis and Alpine Stars, of course. Uh, let's get into some moto stuff. All right. Um, so, who's your favorite racer growing up? Like, who who'd you love? 
You can't say Adam because you know now we're grown. So. <laughs> oh yeah, sixties. I was a huge sixties fan. No, <laughs> right, I'm kidding. Right. Um, fuck, bro. I thought I had a chance to be Ricky Carmichael, and I was just out there putting around in the desert. Yeah. Um, honestly, probably James Stewart, and this is a wild one. This was before the James Stewart show, and I knew they were best friends. I was just a diehard Eric Sorby fan. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, out of all the guys, if you had given me a million dollars, I would have never guessed that. Wow, Eric oh, Sorby yeah, fan. Dude. Who did? It was like, it was James Stewart, Eric Sorby, and like James Stewart was like the only big factory guy. Obviously, like I like Ricky. Yeah. But Stu was more my time. And then Sorby, and I'm trying to think of like another random one. I thought. <laughs> So I thought the 103 on Sebastian Tortelli looked so fucking sick, sick. <laughs> that I was just like, man, the way that 103 sits on the jersey. And this is like seven years old, eight years old. And I was just like, man, I, I like him a lot. Did um, you, oh, that's awesome, Sorby. <laughs> yeah, I, um, guess, I guess the other random one is Nathan Ramsey. I Nate really Dog, yeah. Him. Um, did you go get autographs in the pits at these races or no? N- no, no, because, because – uh, fuck what was it um i was like i was in line the only time i ever tried to get autographs i was in line kind of by myself my dad was just said like yeah sure the line was short yeah yeah. and it was for for burn and burn was on factory cowie and at the time we had i think we had just gotten our new bikes and my dad had the new cowie and was running ran 26 on it that was always his number when he played yep and I was like the last one before the cutoff. And like, I was like, oh, cool. Like, no worries. I won't get an autograph. I, really, I only have this piece of paper. No right. big deal. Yeah. But I just wanted to tell him that my dad had the same bike as him. Cause that's when they weren't running like crazy, like sponsor graphics yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, my dad has the same bike and number as you. And I think <laughs> I got like a, I think I got like a, like a, I don't care or just something like uh, that just yeah. broke, broke my heart. Was not a Michael Byrne fan Dude. after that. Told, told my dad my dad laughed in my face as i'm crying <laughs> in the parking lot of angel stadium right, right. do you uh do you want burner's number to talk to him again or no you're all right no i'm good i don't know if i've recovered yet for that one <laughs> yeah it's still 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 fresh still fresh yeah. oh that's funny um so uh, what about and what about baseball players did you get a chance to meet a lot of those guys when you were younger like pro um, guys yeah there's a there's a couple guys my dad played with in college yep. that played in the big leagues that i got to meet but outside of that man i was never really like a fan a guy huge like like fan dumb like right, want right. to like be all up in their business and stuff uh-huh. i just loved like being at baseball games being at the races like eight years old wanting to go to qualify like when they had the qualifying races at like two in the afternoon you like, were you were there sitting in the dog shit seats in front of a triple just like <laughs> freaking out sucking in all the premix like just oh, not the, awesome. oh i was that was me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. No, that's cool. Um, it, it, it's it's neat to to hear the other side, right? I've been in this in this my whole life, right? And maybe jaded, like you are with baseball, right? Just jaded, for sure. Just like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. All right, give me give me some moto questions. Let's let's compare sports here. Let's talk a little bit. All right. Um, okay. This is I actually have a huge gripe with yep. your guys' sport. Yeah. Huge. Yep. Okay. Mike Trout doesn't go to the area that my neighbor hits at right he doesn't go to the same place to practice okay <laughs> no Mike, no be, he's, he's not at the, he's not at the local uh, softball pitch diamond because no. if if some little kid was taking a swing and with his 25 inch bat broke mike trout's finger the whole world would burn down <laughs> right. why the fuck are our best guys in the sport 
at Glen Helen or fucking Fox or yeah, milestone, like, milestone, right or whatever. Yeah. Makes well, no sense you, to me. Dino hurt himself at Glen Helen. Anderson hurt himself yep. at Glen Helen, and then. KTM and Husqvarna put out this press release saying their riders are no longer allowed to ride at public tracks. And and that was like, okay, that's a good idea. That's a good start. And right. then, like, it just they just started riding there again. I don't know what happened. I, I was just talking about this with somebody. Like, I get it. Um, there's not enough land in SoCal to have private tracks and all that. I get right. it. Like, like, you don't want to do that. But here's the thing. Last year before Paula, the teams all rented Paula and went out there and rode, and, and everybody rode and tested. And ro- ro- and these tracks in SoCal, as you know, aren't open every single day. So yeah. why don't these teams – seriously, we you can rent a track for like 1500 bucks. Like, it's not much. Why don't yeah. two or three of these teams get together, like you said, rent the tracks on the days that they are not open, and go there and ride? The, the MotoGP or road race guys all do tests at the same facility. NASCAR guys show up the same tracks – to do test, it's mind blowing to me, Chris. Yeah, why they don't do that instead? Hey, we pay you a million dollars a year. Good luck with that quad and that sixty-five out there. Go, g- good luck. Right, like, right. We could write a check for four hundred dollars with three other teams, and be safe, and have and have our whole track to ourselves. And then if like if if they're if they're sitting there because the sport seems to think that they're Russia and testing and all this stuff, it's like hey. On Saturday nights, you guys park fucking twenty feet from each other. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you're it's unbelievable. Yep. I yep. just yeah, that's that's one for me where I'm like, how is how are we doing this? No, I mean, I, for, I, I'm with you. Like, and again, you could just rent these tracks if they just would talk to each other and coordinate with each other. They'd be out five hundred dollars a week, and their million dollar athletes would have a place to ride. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's very very strange. All right, what else? Okay. Um, I think that Team USA wasted time going early to Motocross Nations. I think that well. they could have. <laughs> I think that they could have taken K1 Irvine, combined both the tracks for two weeks, taken all the sand from Newport, put it in there, practice. No need to go over. There. Same. Thing. <laughs> Boom. Well, there it's is done. there is a sand track, and I forget what it's called now. I went there when I was a mechanic back in the day. And there's videos like Ferrandis goes out there a lot. Adam was out there. There's a video from Adam. It's, I think it's illegal to ride at, but they all still ride there. And it is, is that the place that looks like Mars on their Instagram. Yes, and it's rough as shit. There's rocks, and there's just huge sand whoops. Um, Team USA could have just went there. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm with you. Looking looking at it, it, they wasted their time. I hate to say it, they really did. But I, at the time, I, I thought this was awesome, and it would be awesome, and it oh, would yeah. help them. God bless them for going. Right, right. But yeah, no, it... Um, how do you feel about your guy uh, skipping that race? Totally cool with it. Oh, I, shocker. I Shocking. The super oh, fan is cool with it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, if he would have... If they would have come out and said this is an Adam C. and Cirillo and Inc. release, and not Kawasaki, cool. Like the guy's getting ready to go fucking yeah. do the four fifty thing. Like yeah, I, do, I, do the, I don't, do the I don't, whole damn thing. I don't blame him. Honestly, you and I both know that he really didn't want to go anyways. But it I was, don't know that. Okay, yes, you do. But Switzerland. It, it, but look, I get his point. Like, dude, I'm done with the two fifties. I don't want to stay on him for yeah. five more weeks. Right. Like I'm done. And and he's already two hundred pounds and growing. So 
I get it. He's big. He's he's he, dude. I have some photos where he's up to my shoulders, and now he dwarfs me. So he um, needs he needs that European gas for that bike. <laughs> he uh he was by the way too on on the show four hundred. He was sneaky good on show four hundred. Oh, he was like he just stirred the pot. Yes, yes, he was just perfect. Uh, anyway, so <clears throat> yep, I'm with you. They wasted their time. Uh, we didn't know that at the time, but yes, just just go to go to that track up in Mars that looks like Mars and ride there. All all day, and you'd be you'd be okay. Yeah. But thank you so much for doing that. That was badass. That was super dope. Yep, I agree. All right, what else we got? Um, let's see. Biggest asshole in the sport. Oh, good one. Um, Michael Byrne. Yeah, that's absolutely Michael <laughs> Byrne. One hundred percent. Um, oh man. I don't know, because Anderson doesn't like me, but he's not an asshole. He he's cool. Like he he's a good dude. Like he likes to have fun and keeps it loose. Um, My buddy's renting his house of all things. Oh really? In Florida? Yeah, in Florida? super random. Yeah. Um, God, I can't think right now. I, I know. I just got back from Cabo for f- I was there for five days, so maybe I just got rid of the moto stuff out of my brain. But I really can't. Let me circle back to that one if I think about it. All right. Um. Let's see. How does the yellow bike sell the kickstart? What are we doing? Why Dude, can't we just put one on? I, I I don't know. It's a button. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're they're lost right now. Those yellow guys. <laughs> they're lost. They are the. Uh, they're still. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, apparently, for San Diego. For San Diego, we were in the family. I don't know what it is. The industry section, you guys call it. Uh-huh. I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, super interesting group of people that's sitting there. But regardless, um, we're sitting there. And I mean, they had there was two sections of a baseball stadium, just laughing. Everyone knew, yeah. and they were just no dying laughing. Yeah, every, everybody knows. And and there was that there was that meme that was going around. Entignap and Ray fell in the first turn <laughs> at a race, and they were kicking their bikes, and there was circus music to it. And it was maybe the best meme ever. Um, they know they're just God. They're 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 the they're the um, they're the they're the Florida Marlins. You know Miami Marlins right oh, now. Like they just oh. can't, they can't do anything right. Like they just they try and nothing goes right. Or actually, no, I would put it more like the Redskins. You know the Redskins. Okay, that's are, better. Yeah, that's better because, because I could be, I could get a call tonight, or actually, I, I could get a call after the World Series and be like, "Hey, congratulations, you've been traded for the Marlins." Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, clean. so so let's just, let's just, <laughs> let's go with the Redskins. They can't do anything right. They want to. Daniel Snyder's got a lot of money. He tries to do the right things. It just never works. So just like they got a good heart and it just never happens. No, just, no. Yeah. They, they, yeah. All right. Why are we trying to blow up AC's bike? Dude, it's the dumbest thing ever. I don't want to go on for 30 minutes again. My listeners don't want to hear me, but yeah, it's so stupid. And, and also, you know, the guys, sometimes guys win. They win the first moto, Chris. I've seen it multiple times. They win the first moto and throw their bike down. Uh, Hey, you have another race coming up. Your mechanic doesn't need any more extra work. You just won one moto. There's two of these things. That would be like you. That'd be like you hitting a first inning homer, and then just that's it. You walk back to the dugout, and and you just retire. (laughs) Like there's more bad bats coming up. There's there's more things happening here in the game. This is how into the championship I was. Did he race the second race? Because I didn't even. I I had to go to the stadium. I was out. Oh, I watched. Yeah, he. Yeah, because he didn't clinch it that first one. He. He all he needed he to did. do was no. All he needed to, or did he oh, clinch? No, he did I clinch. He did. No, he did yeah. clinch. You're right. I'm sorry. He did uh, late with a late pass because um, he wasn't going to. He uh, but no, he rode and he got like fourth. Yeah, 
I don't like but that. But yeah, why blow the bike up? Like seriously, like I get it. You're happy. You're celebrating. I get it. It, it makes... Did they try and blow the bike up after the second moto or after the first? No, after the second moto. Yeah, after the <laughs> okay, good. After good. the second moto, and then the whole time after second moto for hours and hours, they tried to blow the bike up, and no one could even have a conversation because the bike was uh, drowning out all the noise. So I think it's. I think they were just anti media and just didn't want to. Didn't want to talk. <laughs> that could be. That's that's a good. That point. was their reasoning. Maybe maybe we can maybe we can uh, rev limiter him out of here. Just, yeah, there we go. Just get him out. Um, is Michael Essie a bust? No, no, it is. No. He is not. I know people love to say this because he never won a championship. And uh, well, his career's not over yet, but I'm going to say he's never going to win a championship. Let's just put it that way. I mean, Phil's beating him in Canada, so there's that. Right, right. Um, no, no, not at all. He got second a couple times. He he won 450 Premier Motocross races. He podiumed to 450 Supercross. He's made millions of dollars racing. So yep. he is not a boss. No, uh, okay. uh, ninety. Nine percent of motocross racers would take that career in a second. I agree with you. I just didn't know. And right. then I hear people say about like you know Bryce Harper had this year, that year after signing the contract he did. But yeah. you look at it and it's like, hey guys, he had a really bad first half, but the season's 162 games. He finished pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, outside of Trout uh, and Pujols when he was uh, a Cardinal, is there really guys who just excel every single damn year? Right, like yeah, uh, that's. Yeah, I mean, no. it, it baseball is just insane that way. His down year is still so much better than everyone else's. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Yeah, but back to the interesting stuff. I baseball, that yeah, whatever. Um, oh, I think that your guys' sport takes Phil for granted because mm-hmm. we don't. All the guys in baseball or or football or basketball who are just kind of dicks and own it. Everyone yeah. hates. <laughs> Right, right. But we love that. Everyone loves that guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I know you had something to do with it, but I mean, everybody loves this guy, and he's a total asshole, and he, it's incredible. He is, but but privately, he's a good dude, right? He just puts his asshole look on his face, and then he loses it on the track for sure. He does. He gave to, he gave me nucks in like, oh fuck, I can't remember the year, but he gave me nucks. Oh yeah, across. <laughs> nice, yep. nice. So that helped me recover right. from the burn thing. Um. Yeah, he uh you know, he's he he's a good dude uh privately. He you know, my my dog passed away uh 6 or 6 7 months ago or whatever. And one guy texted me and said, "Hey man, sorry about your dog." It was Phil. So, oh just to, just to yeah. let people in on on private Phil. Um melts my heart. But when he, you know, when he, when he went off on Alessi up in Canada this year, I mean, that was that was awesome. That was what Phil does. Everyone he he he's very good on brand. He never fails to disappoint. No, and you have to respect it. Yes. Like, he's never like, I no, mean, no, he, he, also, that, way. that was just, that was, I take that one over the Preston and Stu after the finish line jump in terms of just intense. Like, yes, one guy's not about it. One guy wants to, like, usually when you get someone down, you let them go. And, like, I thought Phil's was 10 times better than Preston's. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Um, I got into a screaming match in, what was it? probably after San Diego Supercross with a family member over Feld at the dinner table. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, a, that's called Monday night of the Pulp MX show. So. Our, our, one of, one of my relatives, distant relatives uh-huh. apparently knows someone in Feld and was talking about Feld. And I was all the Instagram posts about the lime were coming out and this and that. And I don't even know if it directly has anything to do with Feld. But I just absolutely lost it 
pretty much cited you on everything and was just pretty much got excused from the dinner table. My mom and dad weren't too pissed because, you know, that's <laughs> yeah, Chris. It happens whenever he's 21. He can do whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, calm, calm. Sorry about him. Sorry about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll calm down. He'll calm down. Yeah. But total big old dinner table argument over Phil. Just um, thought you should know that one. Yeah, I liked it. Look, I'm, I'm the first guy to jump their shit for sure. They they do They do things right. But they do things wrong. But the, the the lime thing wasn't their doing. They they just they screwed up and they admit it. They owned it. I would have liked for them to do more uh, as far as financial stuff. Uh, but that that ain't gonna happen, right? That's that's like trying yeah. to pay minor league baseball players. That ain't gonna happen. But but I mean, yeah, it, it uh it was it was rough for them. All right, next one. What do you think AC needs from me at Supercross this year? What more can I do for him this year? Um, what I'd like to see you do is get um um like a pass, some sort of pass that gets you on the track. Uh, you need to be around him all the time. There's a little, there's a little like corral down on the floor um, okay. where the goggle guys go and the man friends go and the wives go. Um, so you go down there with your pass and, and then you, but you need to bring a bat. You got to bring a bat. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and so you go down there with your bat and basically, you know, big James used to have this, this thing whenever, whenever James won, he would do all these imaginary things on the floor. So, <laughs> He would, he would pull a chainsaw, um, and then he would pretend, and then the chainsaw would start eventually. The imaginary chainsaw would start, and then he would mow them down. Right? He would make the he would make the the, the, the image of mowing them down with a chainsaw. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and then he would also there was uh, there was another thing he did as well once James won. So what you need to do is bring a bat, a real bat, and uh, hopefully they let you down there. You're in the pen, and then when Adam wins, like you're basically you run out and you just. Do some swings, like you're not swinging just, at. Yeah, you're knocking it knocking out of the park. Everyone else. Yeah. Yep. yep. You're knocking it I out of the park. You and you got a, you got your Adam jersey on, or you got the team nine shirt, or whatever, <laughs> and you and him are knocking everybody out of the park. Oh man. And also, the best part is your swing will be very realistic because you actually are a baseball player. I think that I should, knowing obviously where home plate is on each of those stadiums. Yep. Yep. As soon as the checkered flag ends, since the race is a, no one cares about what else happens. No. You know, it's over. Yeah. Um, just go on the track to wherever home plate is, so uh-huh. it's pretty realistic. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, too. and maybe point, call your shot, you know? Oh, or I could yes. I could th- throw you some soft toss from the Stick side. Stick it in between the spokes of second place. Yeah, there we go. Send a message. Yeah, oh, I like that. I like that. By the way. Get... I'm a big AC fan, but that's uh, No, that's that's, a, that's what he would need for sure. Um <laughs> I need to get uh, – there's two things I need to get from you. One, I need to get you an autograph bat for our studio here. Done. And two, as I told you on a, on a, on over DM, Adam and I need to uh, do some batting practice at the Trop. Yeah, so I fucking – I mean, I'm sure he's pretty good with his phone with you because you're media and he's all Mr. Social. Yeah. But sometimes the guy's really hard to get a hold of. And I think on two separate occasions I text him and was like, hey, need to holler at like – one of the guys at the agency, I can make this happen. I just need to know. Yeah. Like, we, I, well, and I'll go there to document it in quotations, but also I want to jack one out of the park. Oh man, we'll put you, we'll put you 15 feet away from the outfield wall. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you can hit that shit out of Dodger Stadium. <laughs> by the way, what a dump Dodger Stadium is too. By the way, God, we raced there a couple yeah. times. I mean, I get it. I, I get the romanticism of it and everything else. I get all I that, don't. but, but I don't. It, it, it's a dump. It's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to be a Dodger. I'd love to play in the playoffs. Of course. But fuck, but, yeah, man. Yeah, like, just, just build a new stadium. Just give me something else. Uh, okay. All right. What else you got? Um. 
Oh, let's see. I had this one right here. Oh, Laser Gate. I've listened to it four separate times. <laughs> nice. Four. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I lived it, it's, bro. <laughs> it's, I, I want to like chop it up and set some different things as my ringtones. Like, I just, we can do that. We can get you some of those. It makes drinks. me, puts me in such a good mood. It's absurd. It, it, you know what was amazing about that Laser Gate show? I've said this before, but maybe you haven't heard it. But what's the most amazing thing about the Laser Gate show is that. So all that shit went down at the race, right? And they lost their minds on me at the race. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Genova, Mike Genova calls me and says, I want to come on the show Monday. And I'm like, I don't know if that's good. Like, this isn't a good look for you. Yeah. This is, you know, um, somebody getting busted for PEDs and then calling into the race. This is... um. Uh, uh, Let me help you. Yeah. And I said, fine, though. Come on. So he comes on and he doesn't... He loses it a little bit. Not much, but yep. Mike, he doesn't come across very well, in my opinion, on the show. Hang up the right. phone with him. Hang up the phone with him. He texts me, thank you. Tony wants to come <laughs> on now. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, like I- I'm not doing it. You, you really? Really? You want to come on? Like, okay. It went that well. Yeah, you, you saw. You nailed it. Like, <laughs> like, crushed it. Right, crushed it. Now let's get Tony on. And then Tony loses his mind, of course, on the show. And... And I'm just like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe these people want to come on. I can't believe these people want to come on and describe, explain their side of the story when there is literally no defense other than, you know, putting your head down and hoping it all goes away. Just, just throw out an "I'm sorry." Yeah, you just know, that's it. Hey, we fucked up. Yeah, like, hey, man, Jeff, Jeff's special, and we're trying to, we're trying to control him. You know, uh, wow. Uh, but yeah, so it was, it was something else, man. That that show. Uh, for sure, put us on the map. Like we were, we had good listenerships, and the uh-huh. thing was doing well. But that show just it it got everywhere in the industry, you know. So is it your most listened to show ever? Oh, I would think so. I I haven't looked for a long time, but I I would I would get I would bet. Yep. Yep. I hope so. Yep. Um, how do you guys have three governing bodies in your sport? How does that work? I mean, I don't know if Feld counts, but like no, they're involved. yeah, yeah. Like, Feld- how does that work? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. Efficient. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really great. It's great. It's working well with the drug testing. It's working well with making all the changes to the sport. It's really working well for sure. We got Feld. We got MX Sports. We got AMA. Uh, we got the FIM. Uh, yeah. Things are great. Uh, fantastic. Never, never ran smoother. Uh, best J Law story. Um, my, I got two of them. One of them I wasn't there for though. Um, but it was, it was sworn to me by an eyewitness who I trust. Uh, my buddy John Knowles. My buddy John Knowles from Scott. Now he used to own a track in PA, and he says that his local race J Law showed up, and there was a big ass uh, tractor tire in a, in a corner or whatever on the side of the track or whatever, just marking the track, and mm-hmm. it was and it was on top of a hill, and there was a bunch of kids playing at the bottom of the hill uh, on bikes and playing in the dirt and everything else. J Law picked the tire up and rolled it down the hill and thought it would be funny and rolled it, rolled this giant tractor tire towards his kids and almost killed them. Um, well, and my third story, I got three story. The other one is of course, of course, jumping onto the supercross track at Bud's Creek mid moto to go do a lap or two and then pull back into the moto, pull back into the moto track. Like the supercross track is right next door to the, uh, yeah. to the, to the, to the main track. So it was unbelievable. So, um, and my other one is that uh, Red Bud one year, I'm on top of a bus watching the race. He is, too, in between motos. He's got his shirt off, just kind of eating a fruit plate. 
He's mm-hmm. eating fruit, taking it out of his mouth, all chewed up. And we're behind the spectators. The track's in front of us. So the spectators oh. are all facing the track. He's whipping half-chewed strawberries, bananas, grapes at the back of fans' heads. And these fans are turning around, and they don't know where it's coming from. And and he's just <laughs> oh, yeah, acting. Yeah, it can't be J-Law on top of that bus, you know, whipping half-eaten fruit at us. And it's I, one I, of the media guy next to him. And I so wanted to push him off the bus. I was just like, you fucking idiot. Like, you're I mean, such a moron. Like, why would you do that? Why would why would you do that? And he just, yeah, he thought it was great. So Half-chewed, half-chewed grapes and strawberries, fine. But a half-chewed banana is like kind of where I draw the line. That's yeah, extra yeah. gross. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. So I was uh, – that was my threes J-Law stories. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Fly Racing Racer X Podcast presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars with Chris Betts. Bowling green hot rods he played with last year in, in uh, single-A ball on his way up to double-A for 2020. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Thank you, Race Tech as well. Racetech.com. Please check them out. Chris uh, Chris Bloss uses Race Tech uh, last year. Jerry Robin uses Race Tech motors and suspension all summer long. They are privateer choice. Ben LeMay as well using Race Tech. So thanks to those guys for making it happen. Their suspension seminars are coming up real soon, or actually maybe they've already happened, but check it out. Racetech.com. And thanks to uh, Fly Racing, Alpine Stars, Maxis for making this happen. Oh, use code PULP19 when you call Race Tech to save on motor work or suspension work or anything. So, all right, here's some more Chris Betts. Um, I got a Will Hahn story. Yeah, please. It's pretty, please pretty share. good. So uh, probably like 2012, I'm sitting in my front room at my parents' house playing video games with my best friend. Um, Will Hahn's kit and MX vs. ATV that year was fucking incredible. Super cool. And at the time, Instagram was like full-fledged, taken off. And the me- I don't know if you remember this, but the messaging app Kick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still around. Was yep. yeah, was just the shit. I met my my girlfriend on there. Like she was a freshman in high school. I was a freshman in high school, and I just wanted to see her boobies, and I messaged her. Oh wow! And here we are. Bold yeah. move, yeah. And now you guys got really box- ro- now you guys got boxers and everything. Oh my god, super romantic. Right. Um. So we get this bright idea, like fuck. What if Will Hahn's Instagram name is the same as his kick name? And (laughs) sure as shit, sure as shit. I mean, I'm probably 14 in 2011, (laughs) 2011 probably, right? So DM him. And we said like, hey, we love you. Like just something so 14 year old. And he responds. He does. And. And we just thought it would be the most badass thing to be like, if you win a championship, we'll buy you a six pack of beers, bro. <laughs> so he says, he says, LOL, if you're ever old enough, I'll take it or something. Along yeah. Those yeah. Lines something cool. Like something cool. Right. Before you called, I actually called my buddy who I was with, who I hadn't talked to in years about this to like, make sure I had it right. And then fucking 2013, he wins, right? Yeah. As soon as he, as soon as he wins, like I had totally forgotten about this kick. Yeah. My buddy calls me and says, "Dog, we own, we own a six pack of beers." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> so I've, I've told Adam, I've told Adam this story, and I was like, you know, obviously, with you racing against a school of fucking blue bikes, like I don't, I don't think it's appropriate to like walk from your tent to theirs and give them a six pack of beer. But when this is all done, like, do you think that'd be cool? He goes, bro, that's one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. And I doubt he remembers, but, but I see we, him at the races and I just literally, I'm like, I can't believe that I was such a loser <laughs> at 14 
I offered this grown man who's got a very good paying job a six pack of beer. I, I guarantee with, you, Wilbur will now take that beer and he'd be stoked. He'd be, he'll I'll be give him whatever stoked. he wants. I'll give him a twelve pack now as interest. It's right, been right, so right, right, right. <laughs> that is a good story. <laughs> and when I when I called my buddy to explain to him, he fucking listens to you too, apparently. And I hadn't talked to him like I said in years, and he was just so beside himself that this story is finally getting shared. <laughs> yeah, and that's awesome. No, he will listen to this for sure, and uh, and he'll be stoked to get that beer from you. That's great. Yeah, I'll um, get whatever he wants. Uh, what else you got? Uh, let's see. Can I? Well, let me let me dive into something here. So, go ahead. Why do base like I just read an article from uh, Blue Jay Rider that uh, talked all about this? Uh, uh, I forget the pitcher's name. But he's a, he, he's really shot up uh, in the Blue Jays uh, organization. He's going to probably play Double A next year, mm-hmm. and they literally broke down hit this magic slider that he's got that he discovered on his own. Whatever, it's really helped him. Oh, is he the guy with the perfect spin rate slider? I don't know. I don't know if it was okay. perfect or not. Sorry. Okay, but so he this guy's a soft tosser, like ninety ninety one, whatever. Uh-huh. And he had he had you know the sinker and fastball and everything else, but somehow. This slider has just allowed him to, you know, jut up, and, and, and all his numbers are great now. Um, so I knew all about this guy. I knew all about this kid and working on this slider and how it's untouchable, and it's allowed him to really uh, – he was a free agent, so he never got drafted. Mm-hmm. But in Moto, do you think we know anything about what's going on in Moto? Do you think we know anything I mean, about what anybody's doing in Moto? Oh, my God. No. No. Nothing. Nothing. No. 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 It's it's you're not the Soviet fucking union. You're a middle of America sport. Not even you're we, you're, you're not even we, in the in the the darts gets more people watching it on ESPN than, than Moto. We plug the bikes into computers. No one's gonna see what we're doing. Like, I don't. Oh, we made a suspension change. Like the, who knows which I, way we went. I at the Disney Nations, Anderson's practice was not very good. He got like twelve fastest. And I was talking to somebody over on the team, and I said, you know, what's up with that? And they said, wow, yeah, it was not wasn't good, but they changed clamps and and fork and shock, and they went to another another base setting. And I'm like, oh, okay. And the guy's like, don't don't say anything, don't say. Like, wouldn't why not? Wouldn't that look awesome that the team and Jason came up with a change that helped yeah. a lot? And and no one's gonna be like, WTF? Everyone's gonna be like, oh, cool, you guys are smart enough to figure that out. Awesome, good job, everybody. I, I right. don't. I don't get did, it. I will never. I will never understand it. Did you see the video of Lewis Hamilton breaking down his pole position with no. the? Uh, no. Oh my god! It's he's sitting there and he's like he's talking about it and something pops up on the steering wheel and he goes to change like I don't I don't know the verbiage. I just started watching F one. Yep. And and he's talking. About it, he goes, ah, I can't really talk about it. And the commentator that's kind of like helping him along, talking him through his pole lap, was like, Oh, is it this? He goes. Yeah, and then I was doing this. Like he's literally breaking down every yeah. change that he made, yep. every spot on the track that he did differently than the other guys. And yep. it's like you know what? Like I, I just the amount they share and like the amount my sport shares and yeah. is public. And yeah. I think that I could be totally wrong, but I think that a lot of the your guys' sport thinks that that's the way to go because there's not a lot of publicity as it is. And there's not a lot shared simply because it's not the most popular sport. So they're not used to information being out anyway. So they feel like sharing information is going to somehow negatively affect them. Dude. But, but here's the thing. And I don't know how much you follow road race, but like road racing, 
those guys will tell you like, oh, my, my Bridgestones weren't good at this track today. You know, my tires yeah. weren't as good as the Michelin guys or whatever. Or, or, you know, we're down on horsepower with our power plant compared to that bike on this type of track, on this super speedway or this this length of track, whatever this is. But God forbid someone someone say something like, I, when, when Bridgestone pulled out of motocross, they, their front tire was the best for Southern California. Mm-hmm. Their front tire, Bridgestone, had something really going on for, for the night when the, when the, when the uh, mildew comes up. Moisture comes up in, in SoCal mm-hmm. at nighttime, like in Anaheim's and San Diego and everything else. Um, Bridgestone t- front tires are so good. So Bridgestone pulls out of racing. I write all about this Bridgestone front tire and how good it was. And I get quotes from Chad and quotes from Heath Voss and all these people about this tire. And the Dunlop guys freak out on me. They freak out on me. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, you think you're ever going to get any advertising from us? And I'm like... Yeah, I just wrote the truth, and I got real quotes. That's called journalism. That's called you know that's that's what that is. But in our sport, it's just like in motocross, it's just such a small-minded, uneducated bunch of people that don't understand that this isn't this isn't causing uh, or solving uh, nuclear fiz- fission or whatever. Like it's it's right. fine. It's fine. I, I I'll never I mean, they, I'll never get like it. you like you said on on road racing. They're like, oh, my Bridgestones weren't hooking up. Yeah, but fucking not Adam because his podium speeches are pretty electric. But like. Per rider X goes and wins, wins a heat, and say his Michelin. What are they using? Uh, uh, Dunlops. Dunlops. His Dunlops sucked ass. Yeah. Oh, my Dunlops were great. Thank you, Dunlop. Thank you, Oakley. Thank you. Yeah. It's like, fellas, like, Dude, why are we listing all these? I guys? know. Like, I, you're getting paid. You're, are you getting a bonus for naming them? Because right. I don't think you are. Oh, well, hey, one of the companies, the. The owner, uh, uh, he's passed away now, but his name was Jeff Fox from Parts Unlimited. He paid riders, he paid people to say his name on the podium. It was brutal. It was brutal. I'm just That's, like, really? Wow. You really need that? You need that the name drop? Anyways, um, I'll pour out a I'll pour out a white claw for him, but yeah. I don't respect it. Yeah, um, it, yeah. It's I I don't. It shakes my head, and and I'll follow up with people in post race podcast. I'll be like, yeah, we made some shock changes. What'd you do? And you should see the guys just freak out. Just because I mean, I was a mechanic, so I I have some knowledge of how motorcycles work and suspension works and things like that. And right. you should see these guys just fucking freak out. They just climb up. They look at me like, ah, yeah. And I'm like, did you add high speed? Did you add low speed? Did you change the link? Did you bring it in? What What'd you do? And, and it's, dude, it is, it's crazy the way they look at you. So I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sitting here like people are probably gonna think that I'm an idiot for saying, oh, we plug the bike into computers. What are we doing? But genuinely like i'm so fucking curious about this shit yeah yeah that it's like yeah i'm i'm a huge fan and i don't know the workings of a bike i love riding them i love being around them like i'm super honest like i couldn't change a fucking tire if you asked me to yeah i accidentally at one point ran a tire at 14 psi because it sat for a year and i didn't think to check it (laughs) um no you can 14's all right in some carcasses by the way but um yeah, no, it's amazing. It it is it is simply amazing. And one and also too, Chris, you're sure as hell not getting that on the broadcast. You're not getting any of that. You're getting red Hondas on the broadcast. Uh, like no, you're not. I was like, how about how about the broadcast team? And I've been ranting and raving about this. How about the broadcast team actually give you some fucking information on the motorcycle, like serious information? Nope, no I, chance. I I oh man, my chick Hannah, bless her soul. Um, every, every race of Adams that we were able to go to, which was pretty much all of them, except for San Francisco before I left for spring training Mm -hmm. or Oakland or whatever it was, um, we went to, and me being first off, like now I'm not doing it because I'm a fan. I'm, I want to be there for Adam. Like I want to support him. I want to fucking 
you know, yeah. hanging out with Jenna, like just be a good friend for him and be there. Like I know with your back, he would try with, and be, with your back. Yeah, like yeah. with your right, back, with my back. Yep. Um, and <laughs> one day she was like, would you be okay if like I watched the race at home? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, she's like, why don't you like watch the races at home? Like if, if Adam has like a bad night or whatever, like he gets out of there pretty quick, he's got obligations. Like, why don't we hang out all day and go home? And I straight up told her because <laughs> I don't want to fucking listen to these guys until I absolutely we have to. to. Yeah, I'm with you, man. So when I'm in spring training and I'm in this rental house for a month and I have no choice but to listen to it on my iPad, I will. But if I can drive 30 minutes up the road to Anaheim and not, I'm yeah. in. I'm yeah. good. We're there. Do your baseball teammates have any idea about Moto? Do they even know anything that's going on? Do they care? They they made fun of me at first for being like screaming at my fucking phone with headphones on before the game. <laughs> I mean, screaming. Um and then they got a, I, I think one day I was finally like, you know, I, you know, I like know this guy, right? You know, we're like yeah. boys. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, like my, my bad. Okay. Yeah. I was like, no, like, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not just being a fuck. It's not like I'm being a super fan right now, fellas. Like I'm not watching Friday night Smackdown screaming in the bubbles. <laughs> and, and so then it was like, cool. And then all of a sudden, like when it got full summertime and the, the nationals were on, yep. And generally that would line up to where one of the motos I would be able to watch in the clubhouse. Oh yeah. Nice, um, nice whether, pregame prep, by the way. Great, great. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Super locked in. Hey, I can't make that scouting report <laughs> meeting. I got, uh, I got a phone call. I got a high point moto one on the line. Yeah. 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 Um, foxes this week. I can't make it. Um, I'm sure I know that Dr- Griffin Conine should get sliders only. Right. Right. Um, but so <laughs> it, there's one day our, our manager was, super about like music always being played in the clubhouse okay and it was it was cool at first and then june rolls along and, he's, and we've had and he's 200 over at-bats. and he's over it oh no bro he's screaming for the music he oh. wants it so bad oh okay all right okay but the players are like god help me i've gone over my last 15 i've struck out 14 times and the chick I met on Tinder the night before is motherfucking me from the stands. Like, <laughs> just life couldn't be worse. I don't want to listen to aggressive rock or rap right now. Like, we all just want to sit in silence. We're on a six-game bender. Yeah. Like, I don't even fuck. know. I literally don't even know what state I'm in right now. I don't know what, what exactly. city I'm in. I don't know exactly. anything. Right. So the so I think it was it might I think it was Fox. So they're at Pala and. And that's, I think that's when Lawrence was pretty, pretty like latched on to Adam for yep. the whole first moto. Yep. Um, and this is when everyone's like kind of waiting for Adam to like kind of go back to old outdoors, Adam. Yep. And I'm sitting there, same thing on the edge of my seat. Like what the fuck is happening? And, and I'm just, I'm losing my mind. And our manager came out and asked for the music to get turned on. And I just fucking lost it. I just started screaming at the guy. <laughs> You shut the fuck up. That's my fucking boy up there. Like we're, we're winning the fucking race. You know how much this fucking thing pays for that? Like, and every, everyone was like, Oh fuck. Oh no. Oh, Our catchers no. lost it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's gone. And like the manager said, all right, my bad. Like walked back yeah, and like yeah. the next day it was like, Hey man, you could have told me you knew the guy. You didn't have to, you didn't have to come after my character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just a simple request, dude. It was just a simple request, man. Oh, that's funny. So, so they're, they, they kind of, they respect it a little bit. They're into it. Yeah. yeah. By the end of the year, they were asking shit like, uh, just like kind of really funny stuff. Yeah. 
why why is the bikes whoa like they'd scream every time a guy was scrubbed like they thought he yeah. was going over the fucking bar i, I got like i my buddy jason thomas and i um there's a few guys adam there's a handful of guys wilbur is one of the guys wilbur's into it um they follow all sports and i mean i can have a semi-intelligent conversation about almost not maybe not nba but i do follow it but football baseball hockey i'm whatever you want to talk about i i, I right. know uh, um you would be shocked like there's so i walk there's so many people in the pits too that that in our sport that they couldn't tell you the names of two baseball players you know what i mean like seriously like th- there's no crossover motorsports i mean they may know nascar guys right because they're hillbillies and rednecks a little bit in our sport but, yeah but, allegedly allegedly but they don't know mainstream sports and so i would think the same as crossover as well there's you know you're you're Typical oh, yeah. baseball, they, baseball people don't know, you know they may know Dale Junior who's retired now, but but that's about it, right? Like oh oh no, I got asked if Jeff Gordon was racing. No, you're yeah. you're spot on. Yeah, so I think yeah those don't cross, right? Those streams do not cross. Where whereas no, but there are there are a handful. There's ten guys in the pits that I could go up and say, hey man, what about um you know how do you feel about you know uh whatever a- anything? I can see how do you feel about Antonio uh, Brown losing his mind, you know, and, and people oh, understand my God. It. exactly. Yeah. So. But very few people, man. It, there's not much crossover. Like it, it's actually yeah. pretty crazy. I mean, how how about this? So like Adam, like like the, before the season, he goes, "We're gonna hit 20 homers," and I'm like, "Yeah, bro, like we got that. We're gonna be good." Like fast forward, I fucking end with 19, and like throughout <laughs> the year, throughout the year, like I'll send him videos and shit. Like he doesn't have to send me videos. He's on FS1 or whatever it is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll send him videos of me getting ejected, of me getting hit in the dick, of me hitting the home run, like whatever it is, like just plethora of videos. So this guy, like he's smart. He studies like what he needs to know to support me or to like know what's going on with yeah, me. Yeah. So we go to a Dodgers game like two weeks ago, probably like a week after I got home, which uh-huh. it was like, oh. Yeah, I saw that great. on uh, yeah, I saw that on social, right? Yeah. Uh, another another baseball Yeah, game. you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. Uh, right. Cool, I'll take you to Dodger Stadium. <laughs> Uh, but no, so it was a good time. So we get there and Adam is like, we're talking the whole time. We're having a fucking blast. We're bullshitting about vacation, like our plans and, and all this stuff. We get in the car to leave Dodger stadium. And he looks me dead in the face. We're in the back seat because uh-huh. Obviously the ladies are driving us home. Looks me dead in the face and goes, bro, I couldn't tell you the score of that game. If I tried. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. And then he's like, he's pulling up. He goes, I think one of the Dodgers guys follows me and pulls him up. And it's Corey Seager, the fucking no way. shortstop. Oh, and I was like, I was like, oh, shit, dude, that's dope. Like, have you guys yeah. talked at all? And he goes, no, like, let me see who he follows. He goes, oh, this is kind of cool. He follows me, Under Armour, God, and like LeBron no way. and Drake. Really? And he followed like 20 people. And yeah. Adam's one of them. Wow. And then Adam just I was going to say maybe it was a phone. social media company, but no, no, not follow not not following that few people, right? No, oh, yeah, no. And, and he just puts his phone back in his pocket. Just no big deal. Like I, I that t- was cool. I took him to a Knights game uh last year. Maybe he came with my wife and I to a Knights game. And yeah, he t- he just wanted to see the fights. He was really more into the fight. Yeah, kick his ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Screaming about just God knows what. Right, right. But bless his heart, he just um, tries so hard. No, Big for sure. Guy. I just, I, I, it's funny how there's just no crossover. Yeah, there's none. No. Um, okay, back to what else you got? Um, let's see. If top ten in the GPS and outdoors went head to head for fifteen rounds, who wins? 
if you count points as per um, country. Do we do, do do we get like the Europeans that race here? Like Roxanne no. and Marvin? We are, yes, yes, yes. Oh, we do, we do, yeah, we do. yeah. Th- th- then the USA wins, and, and everyone's going to come at me about those nations, but sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. They, then the USA wins. Hurlings, Caroli are next level for sure. Ge- Geyser, I mean, Geyser won the title this year over there, but people forget that before the top guys went out, he wasn't. He wasn't, you know. So yeah, like shit happened over there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's very good though. Don't get me wrong, but but yeah, I think I think the USA got the USA based guys come up come up ahead. I do. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. Des Nations is fucking weird to me. Yeah. I just think like we we have we have the World Baseball Classic. There's the Olympics for hockey. Like yeah, anything single elimination in in my sport and yeah. other ball sports is pretty much written off. Like well, even the college football playoff is written off because they're like, ah, you're playing you're it's just one game. Like Canada beat USA, I think, in the WBC like a few years ago. So I'm all about that tournament. They did. Yeah. They did. That, no, yeah. WBC's awesome. Yep. Yep. So what else? Uh, let's see. Why uh, uh we touched on the podiums. How much money do I need to sponsor support a rider? To front just right now. One point four eight five million. Fuck! I don't know if I got all of it left. <laughs> what? Hey, so what? They give? Did you give me one check? No, they. That's not work. I don't want to like get. Oh, no, okay. you're. I'm all just right. trying to think. No, no, no. I'm trying to think of like. Don't be. So don't be got, weird about it. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm just trying to think how to phrase this without like getting myself into trouble. Oh um, boy! So you, you. Oh boy! Here we go. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, I. So I had that surgery. I had elbow surgery. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. What that let me do was not let me, but what that forced me to do was I had to live in Florida for a whole year to rehab sure, with yeah, the Rays. Yeah, right. So since that was getting, since that made me a Florida resident, okay. I I pay. I'm a Florida resident as of now. Yeah. I'm going to switch back soon here, but no state taxes. Me, yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that was so that was good. So at one point I had one four eight five. But I don't need more. But they do it over two different checks. Okay. Um, one of the checks was smaller, and I did get taxed for California, but the bigger chunk of it all was Florida. Nice. And you, um, who's your agent? You don't have Boris, do you? No, I've got Dan Lozano, MVP Sports Group, the best, better than Boris. Um, I don't know. I, I just know Boris, and then I know the guy that hates Boris. Uh, who's that? They they. Oh, MV- fuck. MVP guy. Oh, that's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, MVP has Machado. Yeah, um, they. Uh, that's right. They. Uh, I was going to say have they Machado. Just have, they have Donaldson. They have Joey Votto. They have yes, Pujols, Donaldson. They my, have Chris Betts. My guy, Donaldson, Josh, who apparently is yeah, the bro. biggest pain in the ass ever, but but he rules as a, as as like a player. Like, hey man, he hits the fastball. Yeah, that's all yeah. that matters. I'm glad he had a nice comeback year. I'm stoked that he did because his last few. Few years, it's super is shitty luck with injuries for just yeah. out of nowhere. Wow! And then he hated the Blue Jays, quote unquote, high performance trainers that they had. So there was a big beef behind the scenes, I guess. Like they were, he felt like they almost caused them one of his injuries. You know, really? So yeah, it was a big, big deal. But um, and then and then he goes to the Braves, and the the Braves GM, uh, who's ex Toronto GM, hires all the Toronto training staff when he was killing it, oh. just to make him happy. So here's a nice here's a nice little crossover with my agency and Moto. Um, my equipment guy just got me some fucking dope hundred percent sunglasses for cycling. So shout out, no oh, nice hundred percent. Yeah, nice, they nice. they're doing baseball stuff, man. Oh yeah, that's right. They are Machado had them on. Yeah, yeah. Machado is a yep. Machado's a hundred percent guy. Fernando Tatis is a hundred percent guy. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, no, man. Thanks, oh, fellas. Right. Well, I could I could have got you uh, Oakleys, but that's okay. All right. Um, well, hey, man, I, I'm not. I don't have anything signed up. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, what else you got? Because I got some baseball stuff. Okay, let's see. Um, give me some baseball stuff, and I'll okay. see if I can pick out some more. Okay. All right. So, uh, is it Tyler Glass now? Was it Tyler? What was yep. his, his name, first name? Is Tyler right? So, yep, Tyler. okay, he gets shelled in the first inning um, for the game last night. Or was it last night? Yeah, night, last night. Um, yeah. And I saw a tweet from. Uh, I, th- I forget who it was now that said he's tipping his pitches. I saw him in spring, spring training. He's doing the same thing now. He's tipping pitches. Um, was this a, did they have a source or was it a writer? No, it was a baseball player. A baseball player oh. tweeted out that he was tipping pitches. And so okay. he was saying like, this is not a surprise. So of course the Astros kind of denied it um, after the game. Right. But tipping pitches, does it happen? Does, did, I mean, is is that common? Is that, is that I mean? Because the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays go through this once a year, where like Tyler Thornton this year just got crushed against the White Sox, and they're like, "Yeah, you're tipping on your pitches, bro." Well, the Blue Jays also had an issue where people thought that they were stealing pitches. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Like, nasty, stop like. that. Stop. That was not true. That's a whole other can of worms. Yes, yes. But okay, so tip the, these guys do tip their pitches. So say I had 19 home runs. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, Probably six of them, I knew what was coming. Really? It's that common? It's that common? Six of them, not not because of my guy on base telling me. Six of them because you, I found you picked something up a tell. on the pitcher. Yeah, so, and I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't look right. It, it always starts with that doesn't like that doesn't look right. In the big leagues, it's easier because they have 50 different camera angles that no one else has access to, and they can watch and watch and watch, which is fair game. Like, yep, yep. Um, so but is it is it case, is it an elbow position? Is it a is it a is it a leg position? Like how do they? I don't like okay. Their their hands in their glove and they they're moving their fingers right. as opposed to their pitch. So what's tipping them off to change? So like I guess a good example is if you look at pitchers, a lot of them have a a finger. So like when you put a glove on, your index finger sticks out. That's mm-hmm. the proper way to wear the glove. Okay. Um, noted for by the way. Next time I put a glove on. Yep. Noted proper way. And if that index so. On pitchers' gloves, generally there's a they call it a finger hood, and that index finger goes into this like in leather enclosure on the okay. back of the glove. All right. Because in I don't I couldn't tell you the years, but probably the '90s or something, a lot of pitchers when they would put pressure on their hand to grip into a certain grip, that finger would raise off the glove. Oh, but you can see that from out there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's sixty feet six inches away. It's I mean it's shorter than a fucking triple. It's it's really not that far. Okay, you can see um, the raised knuckle though. You can see daylight between the knuckle and a glove, and you'd be like, oh yeah. So if I'm doing it, I'm doing it obviously at my kitchen table right now. Yeah. So it's easy. But if you like act like you're taking the sign out of the windup, your glove is facing the hitter, like the back of your glove. Okay. Yep. So that that finger <laughs> moves up, it's it's yeah, in yeah. your face. It's right there. Um, some other ones are you know. When the pitcher is putting his ball, putting the ball into the glove out of the stretch, so with a runner yep, on, yeah. Um, sometimes if they get excited or if they go to do the grip early, you can see them adjusting the grip when the ball's on its way from behind their ass to the glove. Oh no way! Yeah. Wow. Um, and then other other things like, um, you can obviously pick signs. Like everyone knows that. I don't. I don't like that as much because you're relying on someone else's intel. Yeah, to that, do it. that's a guy on second. 
telling you that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But what's he um, doing? Is he shuffling one way or another? Like, he could be he could be picking the right nostril if it's really? a fastball and picking the left. Like I mean, oh, we could no do way. absolutely yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and but a lot of times, like to make because everyone watches the runner on second base. Like you, the advanced common fan, knows that it's probably coming from second base. So what generally happens is it could also happen in the way of the runner on second base does something that tells someone in the dugout and someone in the <laughs> dugout really has a distinct whistle or first name's a fastball, last name's a breaking ball. So if I say, come on, Steve, it's a fastball. Come on. No come on, way. Mathis, it's a breaking you have, you have enough, yes. you have enough time to pick the guy, what he's doing and then do and relay all that to the guy. Right. And yeah. then, but also like at certain, at those, at, especially in the big leagues, you have, you could watch hours of videos of the Rays or the Astros giving signs. Like, yeah, you yeah. can figure out their their multiple sequences and stuff. So, so that that's totally a thing, and yep. they very well could. And have, so six six of your home runs are like a fastball's coming or a breaking ball, whatever. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jeez. And I mean, and if I don't, if that guy doesn't tip the pitch to the next at bat, I could look like an absolute yard sale. Which like, probably just, happens, right? Which probably happens. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. So a lot of times when I watch the game, the catchers are looking over to the dugout. Okay. So. Yep. You guys are. I thought the catchers are calling the pitchers. Are they looking for what pitch to to put down? So they they call every the catchers call every single pitch that's thrown all game. When they look into the dugout, yep. The the manager or the bench coach or whoever's responsibility it is is giving signs, and those signs pertain to pickoffs, pitch outs, slide steps, like all. It's all running game. Oh, uh, okay. Pitch. Oh, okay. So it's nothing to do with signs. Okay. Correct. Okay. So they have their own scouting reports on like the base runners and count tendencies on when they steal and, yep. and when they get uber aggressive and whatnot. So the signs that they're taking from the dugout are all related to pickoffs and stealing bases okay. and, and stuff like that. And when the manager's doing the whole touching the shoulders and the nose and the ears and everything that all of us fans see all the time, is that is there just one sign in there and it's the fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever whatever movement it is that that tells you what it is, right? That's how it goes. Yeah, so half the time it's really nothing. So oh, there's okay. a way there's half so they, they have signs. Rarely is there a sign that says nothing's on. If they don't give you a sign that something's on and it's aimless touching, yep. Then nothing Nothing. Okay. But it's com um complex as you said, the fifth sign touch. Yeah. It can get as complex as Okay, after I touch my hat, the signs open. So he could touch eight different things, touch his hat, and then you gotta start counting. One, so two, oh wow. Let's say Jesus, yeah. Dude. Yeah. So let's say he gives let's say he gives four signs, and let's say for that team four is a bunt. Then you stop counting when he touches his belt, and then it's closed. And everything after that is is aimless. It's nothing. Is, so so and he can touch any part of his body. God, so dude, you got to you got to think about all this while you're out there in a crouch and they're fa- Jesus. Yeah, it's it's fucking stupid. It's <laughs> like we have to do it, but I mean, yeah. Like, oh, by the way, you got hit in the dick two right. minutes ago, and and here's forty signs. Like, <laughs> exactly. Hey, that guy's bat swing just hit, got you in the head. So I need you. Yeah. I need you to keep count here for fourteen different ways. Right. Right. Here's this pickoff. Um, are you are you fingernail polish guy or not? 
No, nail polish all day. Or no, 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 yeah. not, excuse me, not nail polish. I do liquid whiteout. It comes off easier. Okay, because and I, I have my own, I have my own cocktail that I take it off with after the game. Okay, all right, fantastic. Um, yeah. When the catcher sets up, and at the last minute he moves right or left of the plate, can you not, as a batter, just pick that up and know that the pitch is coming inside or outside? Like I don't understand that. Wouldn't that be a super big tell? Like you see the out of the corner of your eye, you can see the dude well, moving. You actually, you can't see them at all, but you can hear them. You can hear them, especially like even in the big leagues, you can hear them. Um, but the hard part about that is like with today's game, like it's not like <clears throat> all fastballs are thrown inside and all soft stuff is thrown. No, away. but you know the so, you know the location, right? But the other part about baseball is like no one's really ever, very rarely is someone trying to throw a pitch down the middle. So if they execute that pitch and you know where it's going and you know what it is, it's still almost impossible yeah. to hit. I've heard that. I've heard some big leaguers say like, like if it, I, you could tell me what's coming right now by a really good pitcher and I wouldn't be able to hit it. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I guess another example going back to the home runs is like I feel I personally, after watching videos, feel like there's two home runs that I hit all year where I hit the pitch that the pitcher was actually trying to make. Like, he made a perfect pitch, yeah. and I hit it out. And you actually, Every yeah, other yeah. one was a fucked up pitch. Yeah. <laughs> a mistake, right. Um, oh, yeah. And are you – are you, when you're up there sometimes batting, um, and you're, you're, you're like, okay, this guy's got a breaking ball, he's got a fastball, he's got a sinker. So you're, you're guessing, right? Like, you're, you don't actually – I mean, I guess maybe a Pujols or, or a Harper or whatever, or Trout or whatever, maybe they can tell, but aren't you – I mean, I read something like you have 0.3 seconds to decide where you want to go or whatever it is, whatever number, astronomically small number it is, on when you need to swing. Um, so are you just guessing like, hey, okay, let's see, he's going to come back at me with a slider? Like, Yeah. I mean, um, is it I, just a big guessing game? <laughs> well, yeah, that's it's fucking – it's – like I would say it's chess, but it's a bunch of dumbasses that play baseball. Like we're kind of <laughs> like the we're kind of like the hillbillies of ball sports. I feel like, um, but the you have those scouting reports come into play from the yeah. pitchers too. Like yep. you know the percentages and stuff. But for the most part, it's like okay, I'm gonna look for a fastball because it's the hardest pitch to hit. And if he throws me a breaking ball, let's really hope it's not a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of it's right. honestly it's a lot of just fucking hoping and praying and yeah. making sure you you lived your life the right way the day before. Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't hook up with that chicken. T- how much? How big is Tinder? It was all your teammates. How, how is that? Is that just? It's it's honestly it's not as big because <laughs> those small minor league towns, dude. Obviously not me. Love my baby mama. Yes, with no with no babies. You're right. But um, the um the other guys just busy are they they're leaving town is that no uh, they, they get they're just getting <laughs> they get scammed they get oh it's it's gnarly so oh, okay they're big like old school go out to bars meet chicks hey i'm a real estate agent in town for a conference yeah like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice no I, one's I, trying to get drugged and robbed no i i i uh i can relate back in the day when i was a mechanic in the after parties for sure um oh yeah okay so uh are you basically gearing up for a fastball and trying to adjust off of that as a batter? My approach this year was throw me a fastball, I'm going to hit it to the fucking moon, and everything else I'm just going to do my <laughs> damnedest not to strike out, <laughs> which showed because I struck out 130 times, but I hit 19 pumps. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. 
but yeah, I really don't o- want to strike out. Your OBP was year. your OBP was three three five. That's pretty. That's decent. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I walked. I walked a lot. Yeah. I I was really good at instilling some fake fear in the pitchers. <laughs> um, and now there are times where you are completely lost up there as a batter. You just don't even know what's coming. Like you, have, yeah, there was like, there was a pitcher this year, a relief pitcher for Lake Lake County, which is an Indians affiliate. Okay, and he's left-handed, and he threw about. 86 which is slow as all hell <laughs> yeah. and he made me want to cry in the box yeah. and i just like i couldn't do anything <laughs> to slow it down enough to hit it yeah so the last time we faced him i was like okay every time i face him i chase pitches like yeah. i swing at balls right fuck it i'm gonna get on i'm gonna stand with my toes on the on the line uh-huh. i'm gonna get as close to the plate as i can and just hope he hits me or walks me yeah yeah and first pitch, he threw a little cement mixer slider, which means that it just kind of spun and Tumbles, didn't do yeah. anything. Yeah. And and he hit me in the elbow guard, and I took my base. And I was nice. I was the happiest guy on the team. I, nice. I was so ecstatic. But yeah, no, there's literally times yeah. where like, and that's like half the battle. But there's times in the on deck circle where I'm like, okay, if this guy gets out yeah. and the inning ends, they're probably going to bring someone else in, and I'm not rooting for him to get out, but I really don't want to face him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Yeah, I would imagine so. Who's the best? pitcher or player you've seen up close like personally like either played with played against i, mean, I know you're only single a or let's go back uh, to high school or whatever was there a guy that you're just like you know be like me watching Stu, right I, i've spent some quality right. days in Stu's compound watching him practice and i'm just like right next to the track watching this guy ride and i'm like i i can't believe it oh man that's such a good question um probably I caught a Blake Snell bullpen and that, that I oh, caught you did? the okay. bullpen. Like yeah. I was on his side. He wasn't trying to do anything to fool me and it blew my mind. Oh it really? Was, it yeah, was yeah, absurd. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And then uh I played um played Raphael Devers in spring training. Uh-huh. That was Is this was this, was was this a, fat Devers or skinny Devers? Bro, I think he, I honestly I think he just wears a better fitting uniform now. <laughs> okay. Half the battle is just getting the uniform to fit you right. Sure, sure. Bo Jackson wears the uniform pretty damn good. Yeah, good point. Nope. Um, let's see who else. Um, yeah, man, Blake Snell. Yeah, and then oh, I mean, I can't ignore this. I I worked out with Albert Pujols once or twice a couple of years ago, and then really? just watching him just watching him just do his work, like even when it's just batting practice, yeah, yeah. is pretty mess. Like he's just, he's in control. Like know, he makes you feel like you're so unprepared. He, he gets a lot of shit right now because he's not having some good years and he's put on weight and everything else. But dude, look at where he is in all-time baseball stats. It's fucking amazing. It's amazing. It's like he's, he's, he's approaching, you know, just all these greats, just incredible. Um, I got, I, yeah, I got, I got no... No, no knocks on him. Like what no. he's doing with the way that his body has been treated with injuries. Yeah. Like it's you got to um, respect it. And then what is with? Okay, so you talk about our sport being Russia, and I and I'm, I agree with you. But you fucking right. baseball players play the game the right way, man. Play the game the right way. Like, dude. Fuck like that. Brian McCann is yelling at some guy because he he literally hit a game winning homer in extra innings and he sell it like. You play. Don't show anybody up, man. Like God, you guys. Like, okay, like, just, let the kids play was the motto, you know, for Major League Baseball last yeah. year. But, but, dude, there's so many cranky guys in baseball. What about that reliever that played for the Cardinals? For, I think he got caught eventually. But I read a story in the Athletic about the things that he was making the rookies do and behave. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Like, what is the deal? I, 
I just, you know, like we can't like it's a it's it's as a sport, like most things, like the whole sport has to come together and figure this the fuck out. Like, and it, the sad part is it was better this year than it was in years prior. And this is like, this isn't a hot take. It's just, it's just not really said, but how many, how many white American baseball players have had the title of that? Like douchebag, like doesn't play the game. Right. Yeah. And you could, you could say, you could say Bryce Harper, Um, but when Bryce Harper came up and was playing and playing the same way he still does play today, everyone's like, he plays so fucking hard. Yeah, look at, that, look at that guy. Yeah, right, right. He right. plays the game the right way, but don't <clears throat> like don't don't talk so poorly about Ronald Acuna not running the bases, which that was horseshit. Like no. he should have ran harder during the playoffs, but don't act like other people haven't done it. Don't make this guy feel like he's the only person in the world to ever make this mistake. So you think it's a little racial a little bit? It's just like I mean it's it's everything. That's kind of yeah. like, and it's not baseball. It's it's our world. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's there's a script written. Like they decide the fate of certain guys. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like when Brian McCann got in Carlos uh, Gomez's face, like that was I was kind of okay with that because Carlos Gomez was yelling at the pitcher. He wasn't celebrating with his guy. Okay. Like, there's a well, big there, there was another there. McCann. No, there was another McCann moment where I read I read a couple years ago where he he was just a, being a d bag for a guy. You know, for a guy celebrating or bat flipping or something, some sort of big hit, a big hit. You know, it wasn't yeah. wasn't a single in the in the first inning. It was a legit right, hit. Right. And McCann got all and mad at him. It's hard because like we've we've played the game the same way for so long, and personalities are finally starting to come out, and like people are finally being outspoken, kind of everywhere in the world. And baseball, like most things, is pretty behind the times, and so like you get you get people who don't like that stuff, but you also have to kind of like decide what's appropriate and like i think that when someone celebrates if they're not doing anything malicious against the other guy or the pitcher yeah. who gave it up like you can't yeah. point at the pitcher you can't yell no. at the pitcher. Yep, you can't show them up and none of that right. that's bullshit for sure but flip your bat point at your dugout right do whatever you want but like i guess the saying is is like stay with your guys yeah yeah like don't don't go don't like Adam didn't win the championship and give a double bird to Fran <laughs> or will or will Hahn. but that would have been sweet he fucking that would have been dope, <laughs> and I would have been, I would have been double oh middle God, finger up to Wilbur. I would have, I would have loved it. It would have been great. Like, like very few people can get the reaction from doing kind of douchey stuff like Phil gets. Yeah, yeah. And our <laughs> sport has no one that gets like positive reactions from that. But there's just there's unwritten rules, but not like people think. Right. You right. shouldn't get hit in the back for flipping your bat. You should get disciplined for being a douche and yelling at the pitcher for yeah. no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and clubhouses, I, I'm sure, you know, monitor themselves for that kind of stuff, right? Like, I mean, that, that, but yeah, I mean, you, you, you see guys getting plunked for, I remember earlier this year, a guy, yeah, a guy hit a, a game winning home run. Yeah. And the next time he faced them, like two weeks later, that guy got plunked because he celebrated that game winning home run yeah. three weeks yeah. earlier. Uh, and the pitcher, and they were all remembered that. Like, give me a break. And and like the going back to Ronald Acuna with the Braves, like that guy has been thrown at probably more than most of most other big leaguers. Him and Tim Anderson with the White Sox. Yeah. And and you know what? Acuna gets thrown at because he's he like he gets excited when he does things. And, yeah. and it, if you watch, well, like I don't, I think I made a mistake by like <clears throat> claiming it. I didn't say it was racist, but like just making that analogy. But if you look at it, it's not every team acts like that. 
there's very few teams in baseball left that still handle their business like that, which I think is a really good thing. Right. But it's just like, there's no room for it in our sport of like, you know, a round ball, round bat by a lot of people hitting a baseball is considered to be one of the hardest things to do in ball sports. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I don't, I don't think there's a reason to get mad at someone celebrating one of the hardest things in yeah. the world to do. Three, if you hit three times out of 10, you're going to the hall of fame. I mean, yeah. And, and my yeah. thing is like, you know, in moto, like I would, I would, I would consider a bat flip maybe equated to, to like back in the day, fucking Stu just throwing these massive whips over these tiny triples and pointing at the crowd and like yeah. revving, yeah. revving the bike on a top of a triple and throwing a helmet into the stands or a goggles, like whatever it is, like, that's a that's more than a backflip. Yeah, yeah. And no one got mad at him. Like they know the thrill. They know the right. I I just yeah. You guys are so stodgy sometimes. I mean, it, it is think, it is getting yeah. better, for sure. You know, but but I mean, I just think people get. I think it happens because we play every day. Like you literally yeah, play yeah. the game every day. Football plays once a week. You right. guys ride once a week. Like basketballs yeah. every other day. Hockey's every three days. Like it's just it's it's monotonous. Yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Right. I don't know, but but yeah, like well, Kuna. He didn't he hit a he only got a single off the ball off the wall, right? So that's what they're mad about. But but that was his own team. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? You yeah, you should be yeah. pumped about that. Yeah, you should be yeah. super hyped about that. Right, right, right. So Hey bro, thanks. Keep celebrating. Yeah, exactly, right? You're only on first. Uh Guerrero Jr. did that this year too, and he got a, he got pulled from the game. Montoya pulled him from the game. He's just like, Yeah, dude, probably, you, you need to run out, run this thing out. Pro- yeah, probably didn't make that mistake ever again. No, right, exactly. So um stealing signs, tipping pitches, celebrations. Um, I think I'm good for now on that. Um, yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, final one. Could you sneak an aluminum bat up there if you just painted it with, like wood color? No chance. Okay. That's like two stroke versus four. <laughs> two stroke versus four stroke. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But but that's like, be- oh, that, that, that's a 500. Fuck. I thought it was a 250. I mean, dude, don't you feel like you could cork a bat pretty easy and nobody really notice? Yeah, but I mean, bro, bats break so easy with how good pitchers are now that yeah, yeah, yeah. you you get found eventually. Okay, all right, um, all right. Anything else for you, for me, or do we have a part you two? Know, do, do we do we do we save some for a part two down the road? I mean, I'm good for a part two, but I'll come up with more. I genuinely want to know why do open opening ceremonies suck so much more than when I was younger? Uh, wow, how much of that is is uh, because you're just more mature and smarter now? Nah. Okay. No, all right. I'm okay. Sorry. Um, Wyndham fucking ripping it down left no, center you're in the right. stadium over the outfield wall. No, you're right. Like, they, does every guy have to come out of the podium. Come on, dude. I know. I'm with you. Um, they need a revamp. They need a bad revamp. Uh, lasers aren't doing it anymore, and fire. Like, but I don't really have a. If I do bitch about something, which I do quite a bit, I like to have a solution at least, and I don't really have a solution to make it better. But I'm with you. But then some part of me says I'm just jaded because I go to fucking 17 Supercrosses a year. So I'm just yeah. jaded. You know, like I'm sitting there with my nachos and my laptop and, like, whatever. But um, I'm with you. I'm with you. They do seem worse off. Uh, but, dude, those transfers that Wyndham was doing, I mean, those are oh those God. are scary. Those, those are – like, you're not going to find someone to do that now because no one wants to die. Right. You know Everyone I mean? saw the video over and over <laughs> and over of him just wrecking himself. Yeah, so – so those were awesome. I'm not. I'm give it. I'll give it to him. But but those were also scary. So I don't know. I guess so. Another one. What bikes get tested or inspected after the race? Is it random or is it like the top three? Uh, it's usually top three, and then they they might inspect the random guy, but normally just top three. And that whole thing's a joke too. Like 
So how hard would it be to, to actually cheat in motocross? And like, what could you and not get? Oh, away super with? easy. It's super easy to cheat, and and a lot of the teams are cheating. For sure. Um, it, just cheating in terms of the rule book? Yeah, or just like cheating. actually like giving themselves an advantage? No, just cheating to like thickness of frames or a different swing arm than what comes production. Um, you know, things that the, the, the inspectors would never really count or, or be able to figure out. Um, right. Man, when I was a mechanic, they would tear down your motor a couple times a year, so you really couldn't cheat with yeah. the internals of the motor but from what i know now they don't even do that because it's a super long night like at the end of a supercross it's over what 10 30 11 um yeah. and they sometimes want to look inside your motor you're not out of that stadium till 1 1 30 i don't think they want to do that anymore so oh we're tired Fuck yeah there's it's it's been a long morning. night you're good yeah, um, gotta go. sometimes they don't check anything sometimes they just keep you there 30 minutes like they're supposed to and then they let you go without checking one thing so yeah, I think every factory team is cheating a little bit. Um, we used to, on one of the teams I was on, uh, you have to use a production gas tank, but we had gas tanks that were slightly thinner plastic than production for a weight, mm-hmm. for a weight, for the, to help the weight. Now, was that really cheating? Not really, but, you know, it, it is in the spirit of, of, the, of the law, you know, of the rule book. Yeah. So, yeah. Does, does Ricky get better at announcing this year? No. No, he doesn't. He, he, he I mean, it's just a look. You look at. Do you like Schmoltz? Do you like John Schmoltz? Uh, no. Yeah, enough. I yeah, she's not my least favorite. I don't oh. have any gripe against. Okay, her. I feel like okay, me as the guy on the couch, I feel like I learn something from Schmoltz every time, right? Like yes, I do yes. feel like I learn something from him. Maybe not you because you're you know you you're you're a professional baseball player, but but I feel like Schmoltz puts the homework in. I feel like I learn something and I'm and I'm all good. When's the last time that you know you felt like you learned something from Rick from RC like? He doesn't take you. He was this amazing rider, and, and he has all. I, mean, the, I know the colors of the bikes now. Yes, you know the colors of the bikes, and and when they had that cutaway Suzuki, he would tell you that the foot pegs have springs in them. You're just like, oh my god, that was unbelievable. You're just like, come These on, are really sharp. Yeah, you're just. I uh, he you, here's the thing, and it's like Romo, Tony Romo, or Smoltz, or any of these guys. Who do you like, by the way, as a broadcaster? Who do you think is awesome, baseball wise? I'm in the minority here, huge minority. Joe Buck, love Joe Buck. Yeah, but he's not an analyst. He's the play-by-play guy. Oh, oh, we're talking. Okay, then. Um, who, who do you who do you listen to? And says that guy really knows the game. Is there a guy? A Rod. A Rod. Oh, stop it. A Rod. Really? Insight, bro. Hitting insight. Oh my God, the guy. Really? The guy's a. The guy's. I feel like the Tony Romo of baseball when it's announcing. Wow. Okay, I never would have thought that. Tough okay. boys, little stuck up, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Dope. right. Um, he was apparently for all the for all of his vices and for all of his things, he was a real student of the game. Apparently, when he played, like just crazy, you yeah. know, crazy. Um, but like you have to put the homework in, dude. And RC's just flying in on a Friday, mm-hmm. going to dinner, um, and go, doing the TV, and then checking out. Like, do you think he's making calls during the week to to riders and teams? I look. I don't see him because I don't see him. This doesn't necessarily make it true, but I don't see the guy in the pits under these trucks like I am. You know, like I, mean, I don't. Yeah, see, you of all guys would see someone doing their job. Yeah, like go under these trucks, go find the manager, go find Justin Bogle, go find this rider, and pull him aside and be like, "Dude, what'd you work on this week? What do you need to work on? How's it been going?" But they don't want to do that. Heck, from what I know, the second practices at Supercross, the whole production team goes and eats lunch. They leave the stadium no and they go have a long lunch. No way. Yes, yeah, for sure. That how does that happen? Dude, 
Do you know how many things you watch watching practice? You can see a guy try a quad. You can see a guy uh, case a quad. You can see a, a guy get pissed off at another guy for holding him up during qualifying lap. There's a ton of things to watch in practice that I sit Adam there. Adam's off the track. Adam's off the, tr- Adam's off the track again and again. Oh, if he listens to this, he's going to hate us. But um, no, 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 man. Yeah, he no, loves the no. He, he's off the track for the 14th time. I mean, all these things that are uh, you can watch, and the broadcast team is off eating lunch at at Bubba Gump's. Like what? I mean, fuck! I'm there. I'm I <laughs> I put a fake I put a fake headset on. Yeah. A pro circuit shirt, and I just try and look like I'm part of the team. I know. I'm I don't doing my shit. So to answer your question, no, unless he puts the homework in because he knows the sport. You can't tell me he doesn't know the sport. He just these guys don't but want to put the work even, in. I don't even feel like he needs to put the fucking work in to be better. Just share what you know. You know, yeah, yeah. Like what? Like don't like don't point at the guy downshifting on a triple like every other guy, privateer or not, does. Show me yeah. like show me something that I can't see. I know. I'm with you. That you don't even need to do homework on. And that's what I feel like when I watch Roma or I or I listen to Smoltz or whatever. I'm feeling like I got something here, you know? So I don't know. Damn. That's all I got, man. Okay. I got that got me hot. Okay. All right. Um it's been fun, man. Thanks, Chris. This has been a lot of fun. That was a like, good time. Yeah, I, I I almost went two hours here. So um um Good luck with everything. Let's keep in touch. Let's do let's do another one. We'll do an update as we get in the Supercross series. Um, I need my bat for the studio. I want and Adam and I want to take batting practice at the trop. Um, there's nothing going on in the trop right now, so you can easily get us in there. I feel. Um, uh, yeah, I probably could. Um, just is Wade Boggs still with the with the Rays? Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that guy around him. Probably not. <laughs> he was he was some sort of advisor for a while. But I I, I would I was gonna say like maybe we can get Wade on the field with us. We can talk to Wade about hitting. I feel like he knows a I thing or two find about you hitting. Someone I I love Wade Boggs. He's a great hitter. I'm sure I can get you someone a little bit better. Okay, all right. No, you can't get anybody better than Wade Boggs, dude. Look at his stats. You're set. You're setting your standards pretty low there, bro. I, you do you know who Wade Boggs is? You don't want me to get you Albert Pujols. Oh, okay. Well, you can give me that album, Brujos. All right, fine. You got me on that one. He's better than Wade Boggs, <laughs> but dude, come on. Um, I mean, no. Yeah, this has been fair. this has been great. I, I'm going to write down some more questions about baseball that I have because, uh, yeah, I've I've my Toronto Blue Jays are rebuilding right now, and I have a lot of questions. So, um, uh, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast uh, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Uh, we have uh, Tampa Bay Rays property. Chris Betts on the show. So uh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, let's keep in touch. I need that bat for the studio when you can. And uh, good luck with the offseason. Please just relax in the offseason and, ch- and chill out. Yeah, I, I just want to I just want to thank Fox, Toyota, Redlands, Kawasaki, <laughs> um, everyone who sponsors Adam. Um, <laughs> everyone who sponsors Adam. Everyone. And, yeah. Uh, Jenna, you know, especially Fox and Kawasaki. Though. Yeah. Uh, awesome. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the time. Awesome. Have a good one, man. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart, 
There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the